This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, September 3rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, at least three black-owned businesses in Philadelphia received racist messages that threatened the owners and employees. The sender uses extremely offensive racial slurs. The person also threatened to burn down businesses and sexually assault employees. Shanti Myers, the owner of the Sable Collective, was horrified when she got the email Tuesday night. She said that her heart dropped when she read the email that threatened to kill and rape her staff. Mm. Meyer says the note is frightening and it shows racism is still a problem. The owners of Stripped Juice also received the same malicious letter. The owner's wife says the email is inflammatory, vile, and disgusting. Meyer says that while the email is disheartening, she uh, she's not letting the hate stop her from doing her business in a community that she loves. Back in July, Uncle Bobby's, another black-owned bookstore and cafe, was vandalized. Police are urging any businesses who have received anything like this to file a police report. The federal government told states to prepare for a coronavirus vaccine to be ready to distribute by November 1st. The timeline raised concern among public health experts about an October surprise of vaccine approval driven by political considerations ahead of a presidential election rather than science. In a letter that uh, to governors dated August 27th, Robert Redfield, director of the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, said states in the near future will receive permit applications from McCrescent Corporation, which has contracted with CDC to distribute vaccines vaccines to places including state and local health departments and hospitals. CDC urgently requests your assistance in expediting applications for these distribution facilities and if necessary asks that you consider waiving requirements that would prevent these facilities from becoming fully operational by November 1st, Redfield wrote. He wrote that any waivers will not compromise the safety or effectiveness of the vaccine. Redfield told Yahoo Finance that officials were preparing for what I anticipate will be reality in that there'll be one or more vaccines available for us in November and December. Wow. Several vaccine and public health experts pointed out that the final stage trials of experimental vaccines are still recruiting and are at best halfway through the process. The vaccine are two doses and each is given a month apart. Several experts told the Associated Press they did not understand how there could be an adequate data, uh, could be adequate data on whether the vaccines work or if they're safe uh, before November 1st. So we'll see. The Philadelphia 76ers might be moving away from the Wells Fargo Center to a new arena at Penn's Landing. The team made it clear last week that they want to move from South Philadelphia and into a new proposed arena along the Delaware River waterfront between Market and Chestnut Streets, roughly a 7.4-acre site. Uh, These, uh, there are obviously people on both sides of this idea. The $4 billion arena bid vows to create 35,000 jobs in Penn's Landing and promises a solid commitment to include black and brown communities in the proposal. Uh, They have garnered the support of a coalition of leading minority businesses, civic, and faith leaders. Others think the site is too small for such a large building and for the number of visitors that it will bring to the area. Environmental groups don't like the idea either. The Sixers did not make anyone available to comment on their proposal, nor did the Durst real estate developer out of New York, which also made a proposal for the property. Officials with Mayor Jim Kenney's office declined to comment on the plan. A decision on the proposal is expected later this month. I think what's going to happen here is what always happens when they plan something in that area. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then it doesn't happen. happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. In sports this morning... (laughs) 
All right. It sounds a little different today. It was, it was good. I liked it. Thank you. Thank we'll explain you. why in a little bit here. The, the Phillies beat the Washington Nationals again last night yeah. at the ballpark. Yeah. Zach Wheeler pitched six and two-thirds scoreless innings with a three, in the three-nothing win, uh, putting the Phillies in position to sweep the four-game series with a win today. They have won eight of their last nine games since Bryce Harper said on August 22nd, we have to go on a streak and win nine out of ten. It needs to happen. The series wraps up this afternoon. Annabelle Sanchez will pitch for the Nats while Zach Eflin gets the start for the Phillies. The first pitch is scheduled for 4.05. The Flyers and the New York Islanders face off in tonight's game six in Toronto. The Islanders lead three games to two, and the puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. Tom Seaver, the Hall of Fame pitcher and the hero of New York's Miracle Mets, who led his team from the National League basement to a World Series championship in 1969, died at the age of 75. The Baseball Hall of Fame announced his death, noting that the causes were Louis body dementia and COVID-19. Seaver and his family announced in 2019 that he was withdrawing from public life because of advancing dementia. And Jay Wright dismissed speculation tying him to the Sixers head coaching vacancy, saying in a post that he is not a candidate for the job and that he is very happy and honored to coach at Villanova. About an hour after Wright posted his statement, Bobby Hughes of Rosemont College jokingly ruled himself out <laughs> as a candidate for a Sixers head coach with a nearly identical post. Hughes is a local product, having graduated from Malvern Prep in St. Joe's and is a full-time career leader in wins at Rosemont, which plays in Division Three. And that is what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Smooth start to today's show. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so... <laughs> Hello. Okay, we've, we've go been, through the chronology. We've had we've had this show for uh, twenty two, twenty three years, however long it's been. Uh, and uh, sometimes, on occasion, somebody runs late on on a handful of times, once or twice, maybe a year. I'll forget to set my alarm, and that happened this morning. I forgot to set my two alarms. Two alarms, mind you. I set uh, my Listen. standard alarm clock, and then I set it on my phone, and the phone is there, and a backup in case we lose power overnight, and then right. I still have battery power left, and the phone will. Wake me up. Uh, so I didn't set either one of those, and uh, and and I didn't hear the phone call that Steve made to call and wake me up. So I must have been dead to the world. To me too. My wife woke me up. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so I knew I was in trouble then. So I get up and I do the horse bath over the sink. Because your hair doesn't look bad. Usually, uh, thank you. Sometimes when you're late, you'll come in and your your yeah. hair you just you don't even bother with your hair. It looks no. uh, nice today. I wanted to look nice for uh, you, Kathy. Yeah. Okay, so okay. I so I made sure I no, I, I so I, I did that and I'm I'm driving in and I figured okay I'm about 15 minutes out. I'll give Casey a call just to give him an ETA on when I'm going to get in. So we could, I figured we could start the show pretty much on time. So I call Casey and. It rings several times, and on the very last ring for it's going to go to voicemail. I hear, hello. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, no, yeah. not you, too. Yeah. So you Dude. just walked in. Yeah, you almost explained my morning uh, to a T, minus my wife waking me up. Oh. I, I did eventually. I heard Steve's ring. It was, that's how my and, ring sounds. And so, you know, my phone was on vibrate, and it, that sound entered my dream. And then eventually I woke up. I'm like, what the? What was, and I looked at the clock, and the clock said 544. I'm like, okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, you I know? got time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I've got time. The show got, starts I, at I, 6. Yeah, well, yeah. I, it registered as 444, yeah, of course. you know? And I'm like, oh, it's not that bad, okay. you know? Uh-huh. Little, little I don't late. have to rush. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, and then I was like, oh. Did you, did you see my text? Yeah. Uh, yes. yes. And then, I, well, after I called you back, yeah, uh, I saw your text. I was calling you to get a number to directly call Rochelle, yeah. so that I didn't wake up the whole house. 
and you're not answering. And then at that point, I said, ew. So there's usually two feelings that are associated with it. One is panic, and, and you're really mad at yourself. The other sometimes is just this weird calm, because you realize there's nothing you can do about yeah. it. And that's, I agree. Yeah. I went through that, Nick, because I started off, Rochelle comes in, she, she's press. And I go, because we sleep in separate bedrooms. Press, I go, what time is it? She goes, it's late. And I just go, F, 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 F. I just I start F-bombing all over the place. I get up, and then by the time I get in and I'm brushing my teeth, I'm like, it is what it is. You're late, yeah. dude. Yes. Yeah. Don't kill yourself trying to get in. Yeah. You know? So you're right. There's a bizarre calm that right. comes with it at some point. Yeah, someone once explained that to me and said it's um, at the point where you need to realize this is where you're supposed to be at this moment. Like yeah. there could have been like a car crash right in front of yeah. you that you missed because you were late that day or whatever it is. And just don't, you know, of course you're, you're going to rush. I mean, that yeah. that's natural instinct when you're late for something. But like just don't go, you know, don't don't be out of hand with it. Right. You, there's nothing you can do. This is where you are at this point, and you'll get there, and life will go on. Yeah, you kept it under. You said 100. 100. <laughs> no triple digits. Yeah, yeah. I think the calm usually comes when you're really late, right? Yeah. When Like, the, the panic comes when you're late, when you could actually kind of make it on time-ish, right? Yeah. Like a little, but so today, I was so late. I just made myself breakfast, you know, eggs Pancakes. and bacon. Yeah, I was like, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'll get there. I need to change the oil in my car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, I don't want to push it. We're all together and we're ready to go now. So uh, we will. Yes, Case. No, no, no. I'm just that uh, you don't have music. Oh, you're not set up yet. Okay. So uh, here's what we got going on today. Well, you know, normally I tell you what we have on the show at this point. So I'll do that. Uh, we give away a word of the week prize. I teased that a moment ago. Smith and Myers are playing tonight. Uh, Brent Myers or uh, Brent Smith and Zach Myers are playing from Shinedown. Uh, that is at Citizens Bank parking lot for the live and drive-in. We will do the giveaway for that at the end of the show. We also have uh, we have some great guests on. The we program do today. Uh, Kevin Nealon is uh, joining us. He's got a new stand-up special. Uh, it's called Behind the Mask, and it's going to be... It, it's streaming on Saturday, I believe, right? It just doesn't say where. It, it says Saturday, September 12th at 10 p.m. Um, so, it just doesn't say where it's streaming. Well, if you go to Rush Ticks and buy your tickets there... You'll know. You'll yeah, know. It's, right, it's an we'll hour. Find out. Yeah, brand new uh, stand-up special. All right, and then we have... Uh, it's not Anthony Starr. It's Anthony Starr, I believe. Anthony Starr is an actor, and he plays in a show called The Boys that Steve and I are... <laughs> All in for it. We were, mm-hmm. the, the second season starts oh my this God. week. Uh, yes. And I'm re-watching. I've got one more episode to go uh, the first season. I'm re-watching it because it is so damn good. He play, If you do watch uh, The Boys and he's Homelander, you know who that is. So we're going to have him on. Very excited to talk to him. And also actor da- John David Washington, who was supposed to call in yesterday. He overslept. Yeah. Hmm, <laughs> seems like it's catching. Uh, he stars in Tenet. And uh, that's in theaters today, by the way, uh, is what it says here on my list. So, we have these things and more taking place. Let's break and come back in a second, and uh, we'll do the super question, entertainment report, all that stuff. So, we're not going to be gone long. We'll be right back. So, it's Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer's Real Expert Jewelers are available for virtual and in-store appointments. Real diamonds, real experts, real people. It's easy to go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Here is your super question for today. By the way, we're going to give away uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 for PS4. And the question that I pose to you is, which youth organization administered by the U.S. Department of Agriculture uses a four-leaf clover as its symbol? 
215-263-WMMR, which youth organization administered by the U.S. Department of Agriculture mm-hmm. uses a four-leaf clover as its symbol. Let's there used see. to be uh, commercials for this organization all the time on TV. Yeah, I used to be. I used to. I was a member of ah. the organization for a time. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now. We're going to go through some birthdays today, Thursday. September 3rd, and it is Charlie Sheen's birthday yeah, today. Freaking Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Youth groups. Have not seen or heard from him in a while. Charlie uh, Sheen. Charlie freaking Sheen. Ever since his uh, his AIDS. Silver Bullet of Truth tour. Uh, well, his, since he was diagnosed with AIDS, oh, remember. Yeah, that part. And, uh, you know, he popped up a couple times and then he just kind of, you know, settled. I think he wisely decided to recess a little bit into anonymity. Yeah. Let all that blow over. Uh, You know what the thing is? He's a talented dude. Yeah. He's a very talented dude. You know, it was also a recent flare up is that there were the allegations that came out from Corey Feldman about uh, Corey Haim. And he claimed that Corey Haim was violated on the set of Lucas by Charlie Sheen. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Who knows? But he turns 55 Happy years old today. birthday. Yeah. Uh, guitars to the Sex Pistols, Steve Jones also uh, turns, he's 65 today. <laughs> uh, Sex Pistols, I know two songs. That's it. Yeah. Anarchy in the UK and the other one. He manages those things. God remember that. God save the Queen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, that was was a Jeopardy clue the other night. Uh, it, the Sex Pistols were the were the part of the answer, and I was like, "Anarchy in the UK," and it was "God Save the Queen." Uh, like, ah, God yeah, damn yeah. It. yeah. I, and and I like those two songs. Yeah, I just never have never had a reason to dive deep into the Sex Pistols. Maybe they're maybe they're uh, there's levels I'm not aware of about the set. No, probably not. Right? No, no. Yeah. It, you know, I, I describe it more as a uh, as a movement in music than the band itself. I think However, it, it represented something. I do like some songs from uh, Public Image Limited, yes. uh, Johnny Rotten's band, after the Sex Pistols. And, and believe it or not, when he tries to sing, he actually can sing. Yeah, yeah. little known fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, but Steve Jones... Turned 65 years old today, so happy birthday to him. Uh, actor Garrett Hudland. Oh. Uh, Hedlund. We were just talking about him. Yeah. Why yeah. were we talking about him? You because had a baby? Because or... Emma Roberts is, yeah. his, uh, is his uh, girlfriend or fiance, and she's expecting. Yeah. they're. Uh, I think they're boyfriend-girlfriend, because um, they've only been together for like a year or so or something like that. That's all it takes. Yeah, that does. Yeah, to uh, that's put it. a bun in the oven. Uh, but uh, yes, Tron Legacy, Troy, uh, Friday Night Lights, a few movies here and there. He turns 36 today. Al Jardine of the Beach Boys is 78 years old. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated. (laughs) I'm fascinated with that band as of late. And there's a new documentary coming out on the Beach Boys. Uh, Brian Wilson is obviously the focal point, but uh, what what, what a story that band has. Yeah, yeah. Abusive dad. Al, by the way, he's the little dude. Yeah. He's he's the really tiny one. I'm a beach boy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bury me in the sand. Uh, But he turns uh, 78 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw is Sean White. Wow. The Flying Tomato. Uh, no longer a tomato. Remember, he, he dyed his hair that uh, grayish uh, platinum type color. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. Had a chance to meet him in person, and he was nothing but super duper nice. And uh, he turns 34 years old today. What's the, what's the movie that he plays like such a dick in? Schindler's List. No. Oh, no. He's, I didn't even know yeah. he was in a movie. Yeah, and... He plays Sean White, but, he, he's, but he's, a, he's a jerk. He's and a total it, a-hole, yeah. I'm, so I'm wondering, is that why? Because he is such a nice guy? So Probably. Play, it was done as the antithesis of what he really is? Yeah. yeah. All right. 
I'll look it up. Nick's gonna. So it wasn't Schindler's List. Scan that. It was no. uh, Friends with Benefits, Kathy, with uh, oh, yes. Justin Timberlake and that's, Mila Kunis. That's and, right. uh, yeah, he he plays Sean White, but he's just a total a hole and uh, <laughs> and completely backstabs everybody. It's it's very funny. Uh, Sean White is thirty four. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. And it is which youth organization ministered by the U.S. Department of Agriculture uses a four leaf clover as its symbol? I will go to Joe. See if he knows the answer. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Joe, what's the club we speak of? The 4-H club. You're right. Hang on, Joe. Do you know what the 4-H's stand for? I used to, but health, I don't. Health, health, and happiness. Health, health, <laughs> health, and happiness? No. Uh, I've forgotten. Uh, but we can look that up, yeah. and Nick is I think looking. it's hip-hop, health, and happiness. Yeah. Actually. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Loving hip hop Atlanta. Uh so we are gonna set him up with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two for PS4. You can play the most iconic skateboarding games ever made in one epic collection. Rebuild from uh rebuilt from the ground up in uh incredible HD. All the pro skaters levels and tricks are back and fully remastered. It's available today or tomorrow, I'm sorry, on uh, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC via Epic Pre Order uh today. Nick, any idea? Head heart. Hands and health. There you go. I was close. All right, yeah, just <laughs> almost. You, you got, got help. I got uh, none of the four. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A source close to Chadwick Boseman uh, said that he was optimistic that he would beat colon cancer and gain weight back in order to be able to star in the Black Panther sequel. A source said that Boseman was uh, prepping to star in the role a week before he passed. Oh. Uh, he was set to, to start shooting this month, by the way. Meanwhile, there were only a few people who knew about his condition, including his production part, his producing partner Logan Coles, his agent Michael Green, his trainer Addison Henderson, and forty-two director Brian Helliglin. There was sort of like a, like a a good lesson that came out of yesterday. Did you did you see the actor Clark Peters talking about his treatment of, or, or at least his perception of Chadwick Boseman? He'd worked no. with him on a movie. Do we have the clip over case? We do. So he'd yeah. worked with him on this movie. And uh, it, it, it reminds us that we don't know what someone's going through, perhaps, when we judge them too quickly. So give a listen to this. I have to say, with a little bit of regret, that I probably wasn't the most altruistic. But hindsight teaches us a lot of things. And what I'm, what I'm addressing is basically, my wife asked what Chadwick was like, you know. Um, I said, well, I think he's a little bit precious. And she said, Why? I said, because he's surrounded by people who are fawning over him. You know, he's got a, a Chinese uh, a, a practitioner who's massaging his back when he walks off set. He's got a lady who's massaging his feet. His girlfriend is there holding his hand. And I'm thinking, well, maybe the Black Panther thing went to his head. But now I, I regret even having those thoughts because they were really looking after him. Now, Nobody and, knew. You didn't know. Nobody knew he had colon cancer. Wow. It was good until the that came out of nowhere. But that <laughs> is, um, well, that's yeah, and that's the way oh. it would have been. You, you yeah. maybe had it been the secret. Look at this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, what yeah. a uh, uh, what a prima donna. Pampered, yeah. Uh, but no, he they were looking after his mm. health. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, sad. Uh, Henderson had said his his trainer Anderson, uh, uh, Addison Henderson had said uh, I used to tell Chad man. You remind me of my dad. You guys are fighters, and you never stop moving forward. For us, it was just like, let's keep going. Let's keep doing what you want to do. Let's keep training. 
And then me and Logan and his family, his wife Taylor, uh, we were always just here to support him. Uh, sources say that Bozeman was in a bout of hardcore pain while filming his last uh, film, mm-hmm. uh, Netflix's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. As for the projects he chose, uh, Green had indicated that he never really did dark movies because uh, he was fighting the darkness himself. Green said, I remember him and Tessa Thompson were offered a movie. I was about two slaves, and he was like, I do not want to perpetuate slavery. And it was like, we're not going to keep perpetuating the stereotypes, and that's why he wanted to show men of strength and of character. So just sad news, 43 years old, still thinking about that. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are officially Hollywood producers. The Sussexes have signed a multi-year deal with Netflix, according to the New York Times. Their production company... Uh, the name has not been made public yet. We'll crank out documents, uh, documentaries. I'm sorry, feature feature films, scripted shows, and children's programming exclusively for Netflix. Their first uh, show is a reality show. It's called The Real Housewives of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> now, how would that not be a hit, man? I, I, would you not watch oh that? God, yes. oh Real Housewives of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Were you talking to that hoochie mama? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's that's got so yeah. many possibilities to it. They could, and they could go to other places like Frogmore and Lady uh, My Ass, Windsor Castle, exactly. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> flip the table over one of those huge tables that a hundred people can sit at. They would need to get you know some of the staff to come in and help. Right, yeah. to really get in here so I can flip this table over and range. In a statement, they said, "Our lives, both independent of each other and as a couple, have allowed us to understand the power of the human spirit. Of course, of courage, uh, resilience, and of the need for connection." Uh, through our work with diverse communities and the environments uh, to shining light on people and causes around the world, our focus will be creating content that informs but also gives hope. Blah, blah, blah. The boys starts tomorrow. I'm excited about well, that. Yeah, God bless them, but yeah. knock it off. Which means, like, really tonight at midnight, right? It that's, really, that's really what, yeah. It's going to drop tonight at midnight? I'm going to watch so. it. All right, let me get into some other stories in uh, Casey's going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would Shut say, me up. too. <laughs> I am. I yeah. say, yeah. What if, you, you what if he doesn't want to? Well, you slept in today, so you could probably make it to midnight tonight. Maybe. <laughs> in a candid conversation with People Magazine, Paris Hilton is opening up about toxic relationships from her past. Uh, she said, I went through multiple abusive relationships. I was strangled. I was mm. hit. I was grabbed aggressively. I put up with things no one should. Uh, In the new documentary called This is Paris, which is going to be out on YouTube on the 14th, uh, the 39-year-old said that the pattern of abuse began when she attended Provo Canyon Boarding School as a teen. She said, I've become so used to abuse behavior, abusive behavior at Provo, that it made me feel like it was normal. Uh, She said that the abuse five of her exes dished out uh, started the same way. She said, they all seemed like such nice guys. And then the true colors would show. Uh, they'd, they'd get jealous or defensive or try to control me. And then there would be, uh, there would come a point where they would become physically, verbally, and emotionally abusive. Wow. So she says all five were physically abusive towards her? I don't know if she says all five were physically abusive, but she said all five were abusive. But there was physical abuse in there uh, with some of them. So I, I think, the, the listen, there, there are a-holes all over. But I think sometimes there are, uh, when you get into the entitled a-hole. Yeah. Um, who just thinks, oh, well, this is, I, this is, you I can have do to I do want. this, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Hilton revealed that she romanticized <clears throat> the abuse. She said, I didn't really understand what lover relationships were. 
I thought that uh, them getting so crazy meant that they were in love with me. Looking... She said that the big turning point was her interview on our show, Preston. It must have been. Yeah. No, she, she said, Look, looking back, I can't believe I let people treat me like that. Uh, she also blamed her infamous 2003 sex tape on Provo. Uh, she said, I would never have let anyone into my life like that, uh, meaning the man in the tape whom she was dating at the time. Uh, I met the worst person I could meet, and if I hadn't gone to Provo, I wouldn't have entered the thought of letting him into my life. Provo affected my future relationship. So if you issue... Oh, go ahead. How, how is that? I don't understand how he's he connected to that. I, I think she's just saying In being general? going through that abusive behavior okay. at the school kind of laid the groundwork okay. for her to accept people like that into her life. If you um, if you work in the financial department at Provo, can you issue Provo loans? I don't know. Oh my god! But it was Provo Canyon Boarding <laughs> School. Uh, Hilton told people that her boyfriend Carter Reem makes her feel safe. Huh. Uh, she said before, I don't think I was re- ready, really ready for a good relationship, but I've learned so much, and I'm so grateful to have found my f- perfect match. So- she, had a, she had a dude before this who she claimed to be the um, uh, soulmate, and that lasted for just uh, like a couple of months. Yeah. So I don't know. I- I don't think I'm going to watch it, though. <laughs> Who's in the sex tape? Is it anybody famous or no? Oh, the what's that? Rick Solomon. Rick Solomon. Oh, oh okay. right. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, uh, we mentioned this late in the show yesterday. Dancing with the Stars has uh, quite the season lined up. The annou- they announced on Good Morning America that the upcoming season of the ABC show, ABC show will include Backstreet Boys' A.J. McLean. And as we had uh, revealed yesterday, Carol Baskin of Tiger King <laughs> will be dancing. Also, Selling Sunsets, uh, Chriselle Staus, Bachelorette alum, Caitlin Bristow, former NFL player Vernon Davis. Also, Jesse Metcalf, Monica Adams, who is on uh, Netflix's show Cheer. I like Jesse Metcalf, Preston. He's now uh, one of the main go-to actors in the Hallmark Christmas movies. Uh, Anne Heche is yeah. also on board, who we felt was the, the biggest name there. Uh, Sky Jackson, <clears throat> uh, One Day at a Time actress Justina Machado. Uh, the real host, uh, Jenny Mai, uh, Grammy Award-winning rapper Nelly is going to be uh, there. This. You go, uh, Catfish host Nev Shulman, NBA superstar Charles Oakley, and Olympic figure skater Johnny Weir. All right, so when you said Jesse Metcalf, I automatically thought of Laurie Metcalf. Is there any? Relation? I don't think so. Okay. No, Jesse Metcalf, Kathy was the uh, was Ava Longoria's boy toy. Oh yeah, at the beginning on of, yeah, Housewives. Housewives. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so just a couple of, of quotes, and I think we have a clip of Carol Baskins. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, let's see. Davis said, uh, I may have won a Super Bowl ring, but I need that Mirabal trophy. Not really. He said, this is one competition I was born to win. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Aldama had said this is one competition I was born to win. Nelly said, I'm a Scorpio. I feel I can do anything. So this is going to be my biggest test yet, but I'm up for it. I love competition, and I think this is one that will set me apart from others. If I can pull off, uh, pull this one off because uh, I only got two left feet. So I assume you're going to be Team Nelly because he's from St. Louis. Right? I will. I'll so have to... you, the whole house will be done up with <laughs> Nelly paraphernalia. I'm doing the home team thing. Um, so we shall see. And do we have that Carol Baskin? Yeah, we do. All right, here we go. Well, Tiger King really glamorized animal abusers and villainized me for trying to stop animal abuse. And so I felt really betrayed by that. The biggest thing for me is that the longer my partner and I can stay in the running and in the competition, it will keep the cat's forefront in the viewer's eye. And to me, that was where Tiger King missed the ball. Hey, cool cats and kittens. <laughs> I mean, wow. I'm surprised last night we didn't hear about Joe Exotic hanging himself in his cell. I know. I mean, I know. You, it's got to drive him out of his 
mine. Nick has pulled up video that we're watching right now of Johnny Weir skating. I think he's the odds-on favorite because yeah. of the choreography. Yeah. And it's the, never the case, though. The athletic ability. But, the, yeah, the, the, the audience It's has a, a popularity say. contest, yeah. too. He spends a lot of time in our area. And uh, this skating video, presence from Wilmington, because they have those world-class skating mm. facilities down in Delaware. And um, I think, is he from here originally? Um, uh, he might be from, is he from Reading? I, he's from our area, I believe. But anyway, I'd love to get him on the show. He's a great interview and a really interesting guy. He, yeah, he's a he's a hell of a personality. Yeah. So uh, he's he's got a shot. We'll see. All right, what other things do I have for you? Oh, uh, David Blaine flew nearly twenty five thousand feet up into the air using fifty two oh. big balloons yesterday. He did it, huh? he, he, I was watching some of the footage. I guess as it was going on, I'm like, holy crap! Yeah. And in the scene, it looked like he had uh, brought part of the animated movie up to life. It looked pretty impressive. Uh, he broadcast the feed on YouTube. He had these cameras hanging yeah. off the balloons. And uh, he getting up to 24,900 feet of altitude before detaching himself from the balloons and parachuting down. So he did a free fall Whoa. after going up that high. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, he did his stunt in Arizona, but his original plans had uh, actually been to do it over the Hudson River. Variety said that uh, Blaine had dreamed of floating in the air using balloons since the uh, the short film The Red Balloon as a kid. So we weren't sure what he was going to do, but, yeah, it was all to, uh, to sky. It was interesting to watch it. Uh, it was obviously a shorter one, in, and he has had a couple. He continues to have um, specials on ABC. The magic specials are very popular where he goes to celebrities' homes and does stuff. Yeah. But uh, on this stunt level, those would get specials as well. So it, it's interesting he did this the way he did it. Do we know if he had a harness attached and he undid it? Looks it looks like it, yeah. He okay. did, because, but the impression when you look at it is that he's simply just hanging on by his right. one arm. But there, there was a harness running down. All right, so it was more just a stunt than yep. anything, which is, that's cool. You know, cause but he, while he was up there, he sawed a lady in half. Uh, that's <laughs> why I think that, that when he does these stunts, that they're legit, that the other stuff yeah. is sleight of hand and right. an illusion. And then when he does these, these are just stunts that he does. So I can uh, see my house. He's a pretty uh, fascinating guy. He I, is. I was actually surprised with how um, uh, I, I don't even know enthralling in, in, in his his stage show was because he's not the you know he's yeah. not an he's, energetic guy. Right. Well, he's not he's not a showman. I mean, <laughs> right? he, doesn't, he doesn't put on the big production. Yeah. So We're you would just have a big show tonight. So you saw him on stage? Yeah, we saw him at the Tower Theater, and okay. at the very end, his his last thing that he does uh, is uh, he held his breath in a tank of water for ten minutes, and you know I, he was like, "Hey, I'd like for anybody here to try and hold their breath along with me to see, you know, how how difficult it is." And I did. I held my breath for over a minute, and then he just kept going and going and going, and I'm like, "Is." Is he really doing this, or is this an actual trick? Is he? All right, can, that's over. You can go home now. <laughs> can I, somebody? Hold I think he breath? really does it. If you if you saw the one the, the special and watched it, where he did the same thing in mm-hmm. a tank of water in in public, is he trained over time, over like a year's time? Uh, he went to uh, you know people who taught him meditation and so on. And yeah. you can there there are ways to slow your heart rate, but it takes a lot of practice. It's like what free divers do. Yeah. So what what he did say, and what I remember about that is he 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 does go in upside down because he said like Houdini. Uh, because you for some reason you're um, I guess you can hold more air in your lungs or uh, air in your lungs for longer if you're inverted. It had. It has something to do, and listen. If if I'm off, I'm off. But but I remember when we were tra- when we were learning to become certified for oh, yeah. diving, that I think where your uh, your body absorbs uh, the oxygen in your lungs 
there there might be more of that material at the base of the okay. of the lung. I think yeah, there's something to be said for that because they were talking in the early days of the COVID stuff. They were talking about the methodology of having patients lay on their stomachs, I'm prone, yeah, right, yeah, for something that pertains to what so, you just said. Yeah. They said they also had them mimic the card tricks of David Blaine. Okay, yeah, and that'll calm that'll you down. Calm. Yeah, I guess so. All right, anyhow, uh, let me see a couple other quick stories. Uh, let's go with uh, this. Brian Austin Green and Tina Louise were spotted out on a beach in L.A. <laughs> From uh, Gilligan's Island? Yeah, they're a couple yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, I don't that know. That's a big age. Tina Louise is a uh, um, an actress, musician, harpsichord player, and uh, engineer. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, the only one I know is Ginger. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Gilligan's Island. Looks like she's also an Instagram model who is not afraid to post very sexy wow. photos of herself right, on Instagram. So, right, so that, hey, hey, Tina. Uh, Louise, yeah, all one word. Oh. Ain't nothing wrong. Yeah. And uh, they were spotted on, uh, out on a beach in L.A. a month after sources told people that they had split uh, green. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, she's just absolutely gorgeous. I, I don't want to talk about yeah. anything. Just put your lotion on. Uh, they've been casually dating since uh, splitting with Megan Fox. Where did Cloud go? Who has moved on with uh, Machine Gun Kelly. How long can you hold your breath? Uh, and listen to this. Carol Burnett has been appointed the temporary legal guardian of her, or she has been as temporary legal guardian of her grandson, Dylan Hamilton West, uh, the son of her 52-year-old daughter, Aaron Hamilton. Uh, per ET, the docs state that temporary guardians have the authority to change Dylan's school and housing pending the next hearing date. There was some sort of an issue with the, the woman passed away, right? No. Uh, Burnett's daughter is reportedly struggling with addiction issues. Uh, I'm sorry, you got some terrible information there, E.T. Well, you don't get everything on my home world right, where I'm a botanist. And then actually, uh, one other thing. Keanu Reeves is not spilling the beans on Matrix 4, but he did say in an interview recently that uh, director Lana Wachowski created, quote, a beautiful story and a beautiful script. He said, and I'm really grateful to be here and be a part of this story. A beautiful story and a beautiful script will set it apart from the second and third movies in the trilogy. Warner Brothers is pushing the release to April 1st, 2022. Mm. So we are ways off from that. That last movie was such a disappointment. Uh, The second one had its moments. The third one was like... It was just, there was just too much of everything, and it was all over the place. Which is one, there's a, a line that I hate, and he, I just love you too damn much. <laughs> yeah. And I hate that line. Um, I don't know why it was written. I don't know why it didn't uh, make it, I don't know why it made its way through the editing process. I love Keanu, but there are yeah. some lines you don't give him. Yeah. And that would be one of them. Right. And I like hot pockets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're ready for clips. Star Trek Lower Decks is a new 30-minute animated expansion of the classic sci-fi franchise. Hmm. In this clip, creator Mike McMahon discusses what this new series is all about. It focuses on four ensigns who are serving on a not-important ship. And there are stories that I think feel very Starfleet. There are stories about working on a ship, who you're working with. There's social-emotional stories mixed in with sci-fi stories because every Star Trek is kind of about a family, and our show is also about a family. It's just not the same family you've seen before. Hey! Has Star Trek ever been given the animated treatment before? It has. Okay. In fact, it goes all the way back to the original series, uh, which I, I um, 
was not a big fan of. But uh, this is interesting, too, and I think there's a little bit of a, a, a somewhat comedic element to it. I love the notion of what's going on on the lower decks. Yeah. Get, not, the, not the bridge crew. Yep. You yep. know, who's what about like in 10 forward? And uh, that's why I liked when they brought that whole aspect down, which was the bar yep. on the Enterprise and Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks is uh, streaming now on CBS All Access. Here's the next clip. A young monk and his group of disciples are on a new journey to collect ancient scrolls of Buddhist wisdom in the new legends of Monkey. Monkey. In this clip, star Chai Hansen discusses meeting fans that can recite dialogue from the show word for word. One of the things I, I, I find just kind of it blows me away is when people can recite the things that the characters do in the show, like the sutra that Tripitaka does. I had a kid come up to me and was like com- completely word for word perfect doing the sutra. And I'm like, I can't even do that. Uh, the new Legends of Monkey is streaming now on Netflix. By yeah, the way. Monkey. So, uh, no. <laughs> All right, and that's what I have for you. Entertainment Report this morning. All right, we have a few things going on. We have guests on the show. Kevin Nealon is joining us. Anthony Starr, who is in the show The Boys, which comes out tomorrow, season two. He plays Homelander. If you watch the show, then you're going to be excited for that interview. You could watch the entire first season. During your, in fact, pretend you're working and yes. watch the entire first season. It's unbelievable. Yes. It's it it takes the superhero genre in directions you never considered. It's wild. It's profane. It's, it's gory. Violent. Mm-hmm. If if you like a show where you get those, oh my god, yeah, moments, totally. Yep. It's jammed with them. All right, so he'll be on around nine ten, and then we're gonna have uh, John David Washington. We're supposed to have him have him on yesterday. We got him on today instead. Uh, and he is the star of Tenet, which is going to be in theater starting today. Those things and more. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. So stay with us. You know what? I can give you, uh, just for the hell of it, caller number 20, a copy, a uh, digital download of The Goonies. Ooh. And we'll take, uh, like I said, call number 20, 215-263-WMMR. The magic that is The Goonies. You can own it on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and digital now. We'll be right back. MMR's annual musical education in everything that rocks is heading home to roost. Thursday at noon. Start your Labor Day weekend early with MMR's A to Z. The homeschooled edition. No new math or pop quizzes. Just thousands of songs covering everything from A to, well, Z. Duh. An alphabetical countdown lasting over a week with zero repeats. All your favorite songs. Ones that'll make you go, oh, yeah. Tunes you haven't heard in ages to make you say, oh, wow. And a few that'll undoubtedly elicit a, if you like Pina Colada. Oh, what the hell? MMR's A to Z, the homeschooled edition, presented by the Bush Auto Group. Fast, easy car buying online, bushautogroup.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything. And we mean everything that rocks. Has anybody had breakfast yet? <laughs> no. All right. No. Well, let's have breakfast. It's time for the uh, the connoisseur. We have the some... connoisseur. The not quite well. The Labor Day weekend edition. Yeah, pretty much so. Everyone thinks about eating over Labor Day. This is true. This is true. And I just did a, a live uh, commercial endorsement for Cinch, the propane yes, tank thing, which is sensational. I use it too. It is great. And uh, yeah, I haven't made any grilling plans as of yet. Do you usually in advance of a weekend? Do you kind of have an idea of where you're going on the? Because this is. From what you're saying, this is going to be an optimum barbecue weekend. Yeah. I actually don't usually do the stereotypical 
that Monday Labor Day celebration because we have to get up early the next day, and it usually yeah. involves some some beer. You and, do it on Sunday, right? I, yeah, I will. If I'm going to do something, I'll do it on Sunday. Me too. Yeah. You know. Um, but grilling, have I talked on air about my Blackstone yet, my you Blackstone have, grill? And okay. what, a, what a revelation it has been in your life. And, yeah. Uh, and you still, like, I, I went to see Casey down the shore when we were on vacation. We right. popped down there for the weekend, and sure enough, went out back, and his uh, <laughs> his Blackstone grill was out there. It was a little dirty. You, uh, I, I was like, I haven't cleaned it yet. I haven't cleaned it yet. Don't yet. touch me. I mean, honestly, that's kind of my only complaint about that type of grill. Now, the Blackstone Grill is, is essentially what it is. is just a giant fryer. Yes. You know, like no, the, not a fryer. Uh, not it's, a fryer. It's a griddle. Uh, griddle. Yeah. Giant griddle. It's a gryer. Um, it's a gryer. So my only complaint is, like, the the upkeep for it. Like, because you, you know, Where's like, the grease go? Uh, so there's a little trap in the back. Okay. The grease trap in the back. So there's a picture here in the studio. If you see along the back wall, there's a, a little hole. Yeah. And there's a little indentation. And then there's, like, just this little... You know, bucket or whatever receptacle where upkeep is required. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, obviously that goes in there. You got to wait for it to congeal, and then you throw it away or whatever. But it, are you? But just, you're not. You're not getting a classic. You are, you're not getting a classic barbecue taste. No, and it's it's not that it's at not all. Meant for that. No, no. I mean, if, if you know, we you remember us talking to Bobby Flay. He talks yeah. about like you know the best burgers are actually kind of fried. Right. Yeah, um, the fat stays in it. Fat stays in it. Yeah. Uh, it's like if you were to go to uh, a cheesesteak restaurant. It's yes. what they're cooking. Uh, you know, right. it's, it's oh like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But apparently, this does have a. Um, uh, you could take the the griddle part off, which is super heavy, and you can actually put a grill on it oh, as okay. well. Yeah. All right. So the grill, yeah, will allow the fat, to, the drippings to yeah. to go down in and, and burn off him. Yeah. But I make breakfast on it. That you know, that's the yeah. thing. I'm, I'm out there grilling. Cereal. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I make cereal. cereal. Pop tarts yeah. are great. <laughs> I well, bet you pop tarts would be good on that. Anytime you go to a, a diner, a greasy spoon, something like that, they're cooking breakfast yeah. on it, and they've they've got it like, smells good. They've yeah. got you know a thousand eggs are cooking at the same time. So you got you can cook for you can cook en masse uh, mm-hmm. for one of those, which is why it's good for cooking for the whole family. I just I still have to learn about timing and press. You know. Because you're you're actually really good at, in the kitchen. For me, timing is one of the, the things I, I with everything I need to work on. You just learn it over time. You, yeah. you figure it out. You after need a time while. to learn how to manage time. Yeah. yeah. When you you eventually figure out how to have it all come together at the same time and be hot at the same time, and it's it's something that I'm actually yeah. really good at. I'm like, oh my god, I, I gotta go get the cheese. I can't believe I didn't have the cheese out here. Yeah. Everything's gonna burn. You yeah. know, and yep. yeah. Uh, it's it's like uh, bees, la di da. Exactly, yeah, the bees, and all of a sudden, yeah. yeah. Oh, bees! They just change that to cheese. Yeah. <laughs> do it. La di da di da di da. Oh, cheese! That's great. Awesome. That's good. Well, speaking of of breakfast, it turns out what you choose to eat for breakfast can reveal things. Oh, my back. Uh, yeah, you're back. About your personality. Uh, English food brand Weetabix. Weetabix? Yeah, polled 2,000 British adults about their personality traits and then compared it to what they reported eating for breakfast. It turns out most people who identified as bohemian okay. prefer, prefer to have a uh, pon au chocolat for breakfast. Do we oh. know what this stuff is? I love pan au chocolat. It's what a, is that? It's a, it's a chocolate croissant. It, it's a um, Knock it off. sort of like, no, man, it's they're chocolate delicious. Chocolate croissants are awesome. They're they're really I, I do love awesome. them. Just call them that. It's bread stuff with chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. America, Jack. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, uh, you got chocolate in it. Weetabix is terrible. It's like eating cardboard. I've I've actually had it. Yeah, it's uh, awful. I okay. had it over there as a, you know. And yeah. You're right. Let me try this out on you with, the, with your accent. There yeah. made me made me think, Steve. <laughs> 
you know, because if you have a chocolate croissant, which is yeah. essentially uh, bars, it's the, bad with chocolate, thin bars of chocolate in, inside a, a croissant, which yeah. is fantastic. But could you, in turn, the bastardized, super duper cheap Americano way of just taking two slices of, of sandwich bread and putting Hershey's? <laughs> A Hershey's bar inside there and making a chocolate. I want to try that bar sandwich. <laughs> now, needless to say, the croissant in and of itself is is wonderful. Oh, it's loaded and, with I, and I, butter, I, butter, yeah, I, butter, I, I, butter. I looked into making homemade croissants one yeah. one time. I'm like, that's too much work. And yeah. there is a ton of butter in it, which is why it's so damn good. It's all over the chocolate. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if you maybe if you put butter on the bread first and then. <laughs> Uh, or chocolate Here's bars. Here's how you make cheap croissants. Yes. <laughs> you get two slices of Wonder Breads and you stick Hershey's between it and butter the F out of it. There you go. Voila. Wa- voila. Voila. Then you get one of those stupid grills Casey's got and you fry it up. <laughs> you could make a grilled one. I, I could. You actually mm-hmm. could on that. It'd probably be yeah. awesome. I, you know, you can always experiment with um, with stuff. Any yeah. Anytime you apply chocolate, it's a legitimate experience. All right. So anyhow, the, the people who identified as bohemian prefer to have the, how do you pronounce it, uh, Nick? Pa au chocolat. Pa au chocolat. Like a, a P-A-I-M? Is that yeah. how it's spelled right? Oh, like au yeah. pan. Pan like, au chocolat. Like, pan. Yeah. Au yeah. bon pan. Pan au chocolat. Exactly. Au bon pan. For breffons. Would you like a Hershey bar between the two pieces of wonder bread? Uh, well, those who say they just drank a cup of tea are likely to be high earners, ranking in over $133,000 per year. And miserable. Those who loved <laughs> French toast, more, more likely to be party animals, <laughs> while those who just eat a banana are more likely to be stressed out and those who reach for cereal are deemed most trustworthy by their friends and family. So my uh, of my breakfast, my usual breakfast is uh, on the weekend, um, before I'm exercising, because I exercise early on, on the weekend, I will have a, just a protein bar. And then I will have oatmeal when I come back. After. And that, so that's, steel cut, right? Steel cut. It's got to be, man. Right. Even though I don't know what it is. <laughs> I have I no idea. But I I, I I Is it? Yes. I don't know. Yes. I just know that is, has it been cut by steel things? Uh, and, and so that's my favorite. But occasionally, um, here's my issue with cereal. And l- uh, let me ask you guys if you have this as well. If it's a cereal you love, do you find yourself eating like seven bowls of it? Because I always do. I eat far too much cereal. No, I'm, I'm good after one bowl. One bo- yeah. What are you eating uh, that you can feel full after one bowl? This that's is the, the guy who has like a spoonful of ice cream and calls I it did. dessert. <laughs> Special <laughs> K uh, yeah. almond, uh, vanilla almonds. Like frosted mini weights, I've got to have like two bowls, two no or three kidding. bowls. Yeah. yeah. You said the uh, how big is your bowl? The banana. It, the banana is um, uh, means stress or, or yes. That yeah. that's like that would most describe me. The list that you just went through, like I'm most likely to just grab a banana and then not eat until All lunch. Right. Uh, there, there's one more though. Okay. The, those oh. who included peanut butter in their breakfast were more likely to say that they're passionate lovers. Oh, I got peanut butter in my bag right now. <laughs> while those Jeff <laughs> well, mother effers. While those who enjoyed avocado toast tended to be well traveled. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sure these are all hard and fast rules. There are some people that uh, just can't eat breakfast. They can't. They just don't have the stomach for it in the morning. That's yeah, why Marissa see, doesn't eat yeah. breakfast. Yes, when you see a picture on like the back of a, a box of cereal where the family's yeah. sitting down and they have stacks of pancakes and bread, all this stuff is like I would be comatose by yeah. eleven. Uh, so you mentioned cereal twice, and I just got to say something. Uh, I was at BJ's yesterday, and I saw some of the worst parenting of my life. There was a kid who was probably at least ten, probably eleven, who I guess he was bored. And he just was sitting on the cereal. There was a, a, a pallet 
of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and this a-hole, whose mother allowed him to do this, was put his ass all over somebody else's food. I'm just going to leave it at that. Back to you, Preston. Okay. Yeah. Was it Was it like <laughs> squishing the, uh, the It boxes? doesn't matter. His hiney was on it, and his okay. mom allowed that. But no, I, I, it didn't look like it was indented at all. He was a, okay. he was a thinner kid. Uh, we saw tonight's news of BJ's, <laughs> where uh, many witnesses saw a child put his hiney on boxed cereal. <laughs> all right. Uh, the investigation continues. So anyhow, if you if you eat peanut butter, you might be a passionate lover, and if, you might be. Uh, if you eat a banana, you might be a little stressed out. What's your breakfast situation? Because I you have a different breakfast scenario on the weekend. There's no way you wake up and make a, a yeah. full breakfast before you come in here. Usually, a bowl of cereal is yeah. what I have on the weekend. And if, if you put fruit in it, uh, on rare occasions, I'll put a, a banana in there. But uh, I will. Um, when when I'm I'm gonna go beyond that, yeah. we'll either do uh, pancakes or you know like uh, eggs over easy with some bacon or something. You know your standard breakfast. All right. there. so standard American breakfast. Yep, that's it. All right. Uh, so anyhow, little uh, peek into the breakfast world. All right, I found this really interesting, and I, I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, but uh, Thai Airways, Indonesia's uh, Garuda, and Cathay Pacific have started offering airline meals to passengers with people with both feet on the ground. Uh, the companies that make the airline meals... Right. Uh, ...in most cases are offering them as takeout as well. So are we talking what you might get in yeah. first class or just well, like that your, I don't know. your it, box of snacks in the uh, it says economy it, section? It just says airline food. So uh, it says they're doing this because the pandemic has hit uh, airlines hard, uh, leaving them with extra food stocks, so they're trying to unload that. That's obviously. interesting. It might, it might be something kitschy for people to do. Yeah, you know what is funny about uh, the airline food? As substandard as it is, if I'm taking a long flight, I actually get a little bit of delight about my little meal that is delivered to me. <laughs> it, you know, listen. I don't know why. I, I And I, I almost always end up in the clean plate club because I finish everything they bring well, to me. there's a scene in Papillon when he's in solitary confinement <laughs> when he goes, ooh, cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you, you know, you, you, you don't. Ooh, a centipede. Ooh, yo, centipede. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and by it's the like exact same way, and then you, you start to play that mental game, Kathy. You know, they're coming down the aisle and they're asking if you want the box of snacks. You're like, Maybe I want it. If she passes and I have an I'll ass- take it. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm weak. Yeah, yes, totally. <laughs> like one row behind me. I, like- I want two. Because yeah. they do run out sometimes. I said yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you have something kosher? Yeah. What is the. Uh, do you guys know the best meal you've ever had on yes. an airline? Okay. I can remember oh, it, nothing. Nick, as clear as day. <laughs> it was years ago when my dad was being flown out to California to work for. And I was a kid, so I don't know if this even constitutes right. a legitimate meal thing. But um, I swear to God, in first class, with full cutlery and everything, a thick hamburger, steak fries, and a chocolate shake. Wow. On an airplane. Chocolate shake. Yes. Ice cream. That's okay. Never heard of that. That's awesome. Yes. Good for you. It's American Airlines. I remember clear as day. It was a 707 and we were traveling at 31,000 feet. (laughs) I don't remember the best meal I've ever had, but I just know that when I do have that meal, I'll do everything from using... The little salt and pepper, Hell you know, yeah. thingies. Uh, the little little pad of butter. <laughs> yeah, uh, everything. I will make sure I'm going to do this right. You feel I'm like Steve to... Carell in, in uh, Dinner for Schmucks with you know kind of little intricate things. Yeah, 
I'm getting my money's worth. I, yeah. God, I yeah. think that's part of it mentally. Is I paid for this ticket. Yeah, I'm getting every bit of this for sure. Yeah, and I'm polishing a turd please, by pl- pretending this is good food. Please don't take that. I haven't licked all this salad dressing out of the container. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and then you take your bread and you clean out the rest of the salad yeah. dressing. Yes, yeah. yes. Every last so drop. I'm not alone. Ooh. You gotta sop it up. No, okay. I'm gonna have to push but it away. I'm if, full. If That's how you normally eat, go, though. Right? What's that? That's how you normally eat, though. I sop up the plate. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, clean yeah, the plate yeah. with bread, um, and I definitely do it on the plane. Uh, but if you're lucky enough to do an international flight, they usually have halfway decent meals. Agreed. On, on an international they do. Flight. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they do make it. Worth if you while. see. Um, because there are similar dishes that pop up. So what is your favorite dish? On a Usually. plane? Yeah. <sighs> I've had a good steak, believe it or not. And it was an internet. Really? Still, yeah, it was to London. This was before our trip to uh, for the Eagles game a couple of years ago. It was uh, maybe six or seven years ago. But it was it was like a, a well-cooked steak, a filet mm. mignon. I, I lucked out. They'll get pasta right. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I've had a couple of chicken dishes that have been okay. How uh, about the um, Weetabix or whatever mm, they do? Weetabix. Um, <laughs> Pan au chocolat. But usually, like, uh, the cookie's pretty tasty. <laughs> like a shortbread cookie or something like that. Uh, we're about to enter the gap. That's <laughs> how cookies. Do you like cookies? Uh-huh. Are you thinking about not getting the cookie, but now you're thinking about the cookie, aren't you? <laughs> because if she passes, you don't take the goddamn cookie. You're S-O-L. Uh-huh. I would rather go through the hassle of uh, cooking food at home. You guys know how much I hate uh, cooking. Yes. I will cook food at home. I'll put it in Tupperware, and I will take They'll it. They'll let you on with that? Food, oh, yeah. Oh, you have not, to hide it in your not, bra. Not liquids. Food, yeah. Uh, and I will take, like, whatever, a salad or grilled chicken or whatever with me, then eat airplane Wait food. a second. Listen, so- I, don't, I haven't flown first class in years. I think, I think the last time I flew first class was, like, 20 years ago. And, yes, that was a little bit different experience and i was going to europe and the food right. was a little bit better um but no like just yeah, you flying. can prepare food and in a container bring it with you and they'll let you on with it yeah i did when we went to oh. london for the eagles game i, I brought dinner with me because okay. i was like there's no i'm gonna be hungry and there's no way that that airplane food is gonna be good okay Kathy right. takes a little candelabra with the you know, lighting I, the candle. I bring food on board if it's if it's a flight that I know they're probably going to only have a snack on. Oh, God. If they're serving meals, then I won't bring them. And I will not bring anything that smells. Don't worry. What, what pisses okay. me off is the person who comes on board and they've got something that's like super. The smell just permeates right. the cabin. Right. There was there's chickies and peas yeah, in, yeah. in a couple of different oh, terminals yeah. at the Philadelphia <laughs> International Airport, and I was on a flight with a guy who brought mussels on. Oh I, come I, on! I, I no swear, way. I swear. Are you kidding me? At least with fish, you eat it and then it's gone. <laughs> yeah. But the, those the lingering they, shells, the shells stick around smell. and stink. I was like, is this dude for real? I'm having <laughs> a Limburger sandwich. <laughs> wow. Hang on a second. I'm going to go to Kira. Kira, good morning. Hey, what's up, Kira? I had to call in to tell you, my husband's a pilot, so I've flown around a lot, and I'm getting a little irritated because I love airplane food. I've loved every single meal I've ever had. Wow. hospital oh. food, too, if I don't mean to get off the topic, but in college, everyone complained about the college food at the dining hall. Me and my brother got fatter during college because we loved dining room food. Wow. Okay. So- Listen, yeah. You, you have a terrible palate. That's great. That's it. And, but that, that works to your advantage. Yeah, that's you're, you're never disappointed. Yeah. Guys, I blame it on my mom. She kind of was a bad cook. 
so it like made us very appreciative of everything. <laughs> That's great. I love it. I had a friend who Thanks, Kira. Uh, had uh, some some of her friends were coming into town and staying with them. When they got there, they had br- they had packed up in like the little airplane cardboard box the leftovers from their airplane food. And they brought it with them to the house, put it in her refrigerator. I I promise you, this is a true story. She said, okay, um, what do you guys want for dinner? I'm going to go out. I'm going to cook something. And they went, no, we're okay. We still have leftovers. And they ate the leftover airplane food instead of having her cook a meal. Wow, a fresh meal? No, I I wouldn't do that. Sometimes that happens to people. It's usually old people who will open up like a a handkerchief and they'll be having an apple in it. Right. I just didn't want to waste it. Waste! Steve, they weren't old and they... They came with their two kids. They had the kids leftover yeah. food. There's like, a point at everything. which food, you're, you're making the decision. It's now formally compost. She said to me, she goes, I'm not inviting them here anymore. Oh, my <laughs> God. I forgot what we were talking about, Steve. And you, you went into the old person portion. I have a nice piece of fruit in the in the I had a nice piece of fruit. You have? <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyhow, these airlines are offering up that food because they're trying to get, get rid, rid of, of it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you, that's even more of an endorsement. It's airplane food and it's old. Uh, all right, so obviously outdoor dining has uh, been a necessity in a lot of cities. Chicago is offering up a cash prize of $5,000 to three city residents who come up with the best ideas for out, outdoor dining during winter. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot announced the Winter Dining Challenge, which will be judged by local restaurants and community members. Uh, they uh, Lightfoot had tweeted out, we're asking Chicagoans to share their ideas for innovative winter outdoor dining. Uh, to adhere to COVID-19 protocols so we can support our favorite local restaurants while keeping Chicagoans healthy. Uh, People can submit their proposals online through September 7th, which must include research, a prototype, information on safety, and feasibility information, among other materials. Uh, but the winner gets five grand, so it might be worth the research. If you stop and think about all that has to go into, though. So I, I can see you running, like, the, the heaters, the outdoor heaters and the heat cannons and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. For, for a while, but when you're in the dead of a Chicago winter, oh, forget what it. are you going to do outside? Well, yeah. or, or the dead of a Pennsylvania winter. Yeah. I, mean, I was thinking yeah. about that. I went to this restaurant a week or two ago called At the Table. It's in Wayne. I'm, I'm happy to give them a plug, and they had a great outdoor setup, right? Yes. And it was sort of in the median, in the middle of Wayne, on the street, right? and it was really well done. But I'm concerned about restaurants like that in the fall and in the winter. Well, because- especially when you're talking about, when, when you say, okay... You can open 25%. 25% isn't going to be worth it for most restaurants. It's it's ridiculous. It's actually funny because because they've been able to expand outdoors, it's a relatively small restaurant. So they've been able to serve more people, which is great. For now. For now. So, so what are they going to do? I mean, I, I, it probably, I guess, can last until October, maybe Thanksgiving. Listen, but- I would say if you have the proper stuff in, in, in effect, and if you have, like, I, will they allow, will they will they sort of bend the rules as far as, like, outdoor fire pits and things of that nature? I'm curious. Will they allow you to set your table on fire? Right. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be innovative. Yes. Here. Well, Nick pulled up uh, this, this news story, and it shows these people sitting in essentially this little geodesic dome, uh, which is covered by uh, some type of uh, material. Uh, that, you know, is your own little uh, food bubble, I guess, of sorts. So maybe they can work out things like that. Who knows? Uh, but the, the winner who will be announced in mid-September will be chosen in three categories. Outdoor, standalone structures, indoor adjacent spaces, and cultural shifts making winter dining more appealing. So they're working on it. They're trying yeah. to get some good ideas. We'll see. All right, what else do we have? Uh, let's talk specific. Uh, let's get into fast food. Um Shake Shack has brought back its hot chicken sandwich, 
which features a fried chicken breast, which is dusted with a spicy pepper blend and topped with a cherry pepper slaw and pickles on a potato bun. Was this a big uh, one of those everyone going nuts for sandwiches that I missed? Not that I, I remember. I remember the Popeyes was Popeyes, a big one. Yeah, yeah and, and then that, that led to a surge in uh, trying to innovate chicken sandwiches right, right. at other restaurants. It's a disgrace. Uh, <laughs> yes, I know, Gene. Uh, I not a fan. We need to we need to be moving away from this type Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely. Save this majestic bird. Uh <laughs> they've also added three new limited edition me, uh, menu items. Hot chicken bites. Oh, sorry. This is killing me. <laughs> hot spicy fries. Oh. And hot spicy cheese fries. Well, those are all right. All which uh, feature the spicy pepper blend. Uh I uh, Shake Shack's great. I love it. I have not been in a long time, Me but I, I should revisit it. Uh, but, yeah, so... Um, I think I do have a Popeye's story that goes in tandem. Is it about chicken? It is. I'm oh. sorry, Gene. Uh, so, the fast food chain, Popeye's, announced that in honor of its widely pop- wildly popular chicken sandwich, uh, which was launched in August of 2019, they've started a countdown clock to 2021. Uh, they released a. Statement, they releasing a new chicken sandwich statement that says uh, humanity can all agree that 2020 is out of control. Uh, remember the times 2019 where we had to worry about all we had to worry about was getting uh, was getting our hands on a sold out Popeyes chicken sandwich. So yeah, they rolled out its end of the year Times Square countdown. So I guess okay. Oh, it says the gimmick ran through throughout the month of August. I don't so know. So it's over. Uh, no. it, it may be. <laughs> Thank God. Thank but God. I don't think they had taken it off the menu, had they? No, or? no, no. It's still there. It's, it's still like there. Have you had? Dumb. Oh, yeah. And how does yeah. it compare to the uh, Chick-fil-A? <sighs> Can okay. you get real on me here? I'm, so <laughs> it's really, really hard because the... the well, all right. So the... the I prefer the spicy chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A. Uh, I just discovered that I probably like the regular chicken sandwich at Popeye's more than the spicy chicken sandwich because the spicy chicken sandwich is only just a spicy sauce. It's so a, your final decision, you savage? Um, <laughs> it's a tie. But they're, they're you know, the Popeye's chicken is, uh, it's crispier. The, or the, the bread on the outside is crispier. I love Popeye. If you're eating just chicken, yeah. I, I love Popeye's chicken. Uh, the the Chick fil A chicken sandwich is always a home run for me. You know what's but, a dark horse is the um, spicy chicken at Wendy's. Uh, is it? It is good. Yeah, yeah the number six is, is my go to at Wendy's. <laughs> Preston, uh, you know as what well. used, what used to rock, and I know we're getting to our, our the, the chicken guy in a little bit, but the um, Arthur Treachers. I think we wanted to mention this. Arthur Treachers used to have. Um, batter fried chicken. Do they yeah. still exist? The Arthur Treachers? Uh, I think I somebody think... told us there was one. Okay. Is there some... one in the airport or yeah, something? Probably. Like and and they, they don't even know it's there. But their chicken was fantastic. My favorite chicken was actually uh, Long John Silver. So you had another fish place. Yes. That had, it's because their batter is so good. It's probably the batter that all, has all the seafood red, you know, yeah, residue maybe. on it. Yeah. Maybe. Kath? Uh, no, I was going to say, um, all of these are, I'm sure, delicious. But, like, I have a hard time going to a fast food restaurant just because I my body can't take it. Like, I, I need to watch my calories. Right. So, I went to um, Bryn and Dane's yesterday. What is and, that? Uh, oh, yeah. It's like a, a takeout Delicious restaurant, chicken? a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> Never heard of it. It's like fast casual, but it's it's okay. kind of like Honey Grow a little bit. It's it, that style yeah, it's of like food. A, yeah, it's supposed to be like a healthier option. They but do a lot chain? of smoothies and... Yeah. Um, I, is it a chain? There's a few. Well, there's a few of them. Think, What's it yeah. called? I'm sorry. Bryn and Danes. B R Y N. Bryn and Danes. Yeah, two people's names. Okay. Like, like Bryn Mar. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
Danes Goldberg. That's right. But um, but I'll be honest. So I like it. It's okay. It is healthier food. It's okay. The smoothies are are good. You know, it's nothing to like write home about. Yeah. But I was uh, starving yesterday. Was rushing, and I was like, oh, let me just. I'm gonna go try this. And they had these chicken strips. It's teriyaki chicken strips with some sort of breading on it. Um, I think I, that I sounds good. I'm, I'm almost positive. I read that it was 300 calories for the entire serving that you That's got. Good That's too. good too. They were delicious. Delicious. So I was so <laughs> excited. I'm like, oh my god! I found a fast food. I can just pick up and mm. okay. Try. So you can keep your yeah. figure right. Yeah. 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 Murderer. <laughs> um, the thing with me and chicken is that. Uh, there are sometimes I can get really grossed out by the texture when the head's still on. No, no, I will. I won't even touch okay. it. The head's still smiling on. at me. But sometimes will it ruin the whole thing, and ru- you can't eat the rest. I can't. Yeah, and, I'm and, with if, you. and if I get a, a bad bite on the first one, it'll it'll ruin the gristle. Whole. And it, I agree a thousand percent. I oh, know dude. some people who love gristle. I'll gnaw it right off the oh, bone. Preston, my dad, my dad will I'll eat. get a little piece of cartilage in there <laughs> and chew on it. For my a dad while. will eat the chicken's pump. Pumping hard and dab his mouth with the feathers. We used to eat. Uh, now, growing up in the South for a time, I did because I lived in South Carolina for a bit. Uh, we used to eat chicken livers all the time, man. Fried chicken livers. That's good. I'm for you, right? Saint. I know. I know. Uh, no, I know. Chicken livers are yeah. very popular, but but uh, to, to me, so that, we would that kills eat it. other parts of the chicken. Than the standard, you know. But I'm straight leg and white cap. meat. I, I don't. I don't like the dark meat. It's too oily for me. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm very very precise. Wings yeah. and thighs are and legs tasty. But you ever have nuts. a? Do you ever butts. have a? <laughs> <laughs> do you ever Can have, I have a, just a box of butts and nuts, please? <laughs> you want just chicken asses and testicles? Yes. Yep. Chicken yep. testicles. They don't have chicken testicles. Of course they do. <laughs> I love Big it. Hairy balls. That's great. A box of butts and nuts. Butts yeah. and nuts. Well, if you're talk, if you're going to go through the process of of slaughtering the thing, at least yeah, use all of do it. Do it the honor of using oh it all. Oh my god! Uh, did you guys ever have the uh, Purdue shortcuts chicken? It's basically sure. already yeah. like cooked and and cut uh, up and, cut and, and yeah. seasoned yeah. chicken. It's good for throwing into salads and stuff like that. Yeah, right. or, or wraps or things along those lines. Yeah. I used to love those, mm-hmm. and then. Then came that night. Then came that night, and now I can't touch them. I just don't like the texture of them. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just you get one bad look again. I completely understand. I told you in one fell swoop, I eliminated ziti off my menu for decades, and then it 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 got back in. You had that one defining incident with food, yeah, and it'll kill it. I'm lucky. Texture is never in any food has never been the problem. Well, the gristle, gristle for me is texture, and to me, it's in my mouth. It's like it's like hardened snot. What is gristle? Gristle. Okay. Yeah. Texture's never been a problem. But taste, if, if you know, yeah. yes. there's certain strong tastes. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I, I, okay. Uh-uh. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with that, with the chicken thing, I wanted to play some audio. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy. His name is Ander Christensen of uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. He recently addressed a city council meeting. To draw attention to the most important problem facing the world today. And do we have the whole thing? We have a couple yeah, of clips. So which one do you want? I got the, the whole thing. thing. Okay, here yeah. it is. So because he it's a it's a it's a well thought out argument that he has. I agree with him too. So here is uh here is what this hero had to say. I promise I won't take up too much of your time here. My name is Ander Christensen. Uh, I live at twelve twelve Twin Ridge Road. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as as though they're normal. 
I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. <laughs> I propose that we as a city remove the... Excuse me, I'm trying to... Yeah. Love that he's people from laughing. Oh, wait, is that, that was him saying... I propose... Excuse me, yeah, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm trying to make a point here. He's, he's, he's being joking. tongue yeah, in yeah, cheek. Yeah. He's joking. Yeah. But, but, but his presentation is really well done. And his argument is excellent. Yeah, and it is! I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. <laughs> These are our reasons why. Number one... Nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. He is 100% right. Now, I, 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 I use the nomenclature that he despises. I, when they come in and they say, and I'll ask for... Um, you know, if somebody's do, we're doing a meat need, can they bring boneless chicken wings? Because I, yeah, I yeah, prefer sure. those. Yeah. I, I like the chicken wings with the like the buffalo sauce. Yeah, you know, right. those buffalo the, chicken tenders. Yeah, is what this guy is saying. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So here, we, here we go. <laughs> I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. <laughs> it's just what's expected. And then number three. We need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken, and it's delicious. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo-style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long. And we know it because we feel it in our bones. Oh, uh, there's beautiful. a button on it. Yeah. Now, I want to see if, if Marissa left this uh, added ad part in the end here. Thank you. Okay. Hold it down, please. I, I would like to just comment here. For the record, that's my son. <laughs> 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 that's great. Oh, that's awesome. Well done, yeah. American hero, Mr. Andrew yeah. Christensen of Lincoln, Nebraska. I wow. do I do love yeah. the the buffalo chicken nuggets. Yeah, the the, the the boneless wings. Now, I I, I think mean, that, that guy's a hero, right? What I'm wondering though, what I, what I think he might have wrong is I think they the boneless chicken wings it might be dark meat that they process oh, is, is and that shape what it is? and okay. make. It. Now, I'm not 100% sure, right. but I thought if you're going to put wing in there, it should at least be, you know, dark meat. So what is when you have a classic Chicken wing. I said, what are you, you're having? The chicken wing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's the actual wing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you can order um, there, um, and I forgot the the term for the chicken breast. It still has the wing on it. Knockers. Uh, no, not knockers. <laughs> and, chicken and knockers. And it's usually that that uh, that first uh, really meaty part of the chicken wing. Uh, so yeah. okay. Yeah, those are actual wings. And I I love when when we have turkey and and uh, the wing is probably my favorite part on oh, there. God, a rotisserie chicken with. Um, the breast, you know, that is just, I love the, the white meat and that's, to me, that's it. And then I, it's probably waste. Fortunately, my wife mm. does like the dark meat, yeah. you know, uh, and, and we'll finish that off. So that's, it's not, we're not wasting food. If I'm not getting my buffalo chicken dip from, uh, what a crock meals. You're getting I, it on the street. I, no, I'm making it. <laughs> 
I am not getting it on the street. I'm making it at <laughs> home, fix, and I'm doing it with uh, rotisserie chicken. I think that's the uh, best way to go is go yeah. buy a pre-made rotisserie chicken, take all the chicken off of that, and that's use that. That's very smart. Yeah. I like that. You guys would hate this, but my actually my favorite part of a rotisserie chicken is the is the back meat? It's the butt. The, the butts and nuts. I, I, yeah. I love it. Yeah, box of butts box and nuts. Butts and, butts and nuts. <laughs> uh, but I I will flip it. I because I when I when oh, we yeah. get a rotisserie chicken, I will I will uh, take it apart. I will essentially cut every piece off, smack will, it up, flip uh, it, rub it down. Oh yeah, it's my regular Saturday night thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will take flip every, that chicken over every bit of meat off of that carcass, and then just essentially throw the bones away or what, oh, what's yeah. left. But but I will make sure that I go through the back and take all those little pieces off because. The way it, it takes in the most fat is the most flavorful. My mouth is watering right now during Yum. this conversation. Uh, Thinking about tongue, tonguing a chicken. I am, yeah. Steve, I'll, I'll just I'll take off. Like, I will <laughs> mount my mouth on the breast and <laughs> just start chewing the meat. No, you know what makes really good? Really good uh, rotisserie chicken, believe it or not, Acme. They're oh awesome. my god, yeah. Acme's chicken, and then the herb, the herb yes. rotisserie chicken. It's so good. Let's, so you know, my favorite chicken sandwich, as I said before, has no chicken in it. The Hip City Veg chicken. Right. But if you're gonna rock a chicken. And a rotisserie chicken, you go no further than the Acme rotisserie chicken. Dude, I, can't, I can't walk through that section anymore because every time I'm a sucker for <laughs> it, I'm like, all right, I'm taking three of these home. Okay. All right, well, anyhow, uh, these are things from the Connoisseur's oh. file, so I appreciate you listening in. And, uh, the Connoisseur Labor Day edition. Bon appetit. Bon uh, appetite. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we are going to get in the Bizarre File. Don't forget, we have some great guests on this morning. Uh, Kevin Nealon will be joining us. Star of the Boys. He plays Homelander. Oh. Anthony Starr will be joining us. And John David Washington, who is the lead role in Tenet, will be on the show as well. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead, pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. All right, we need to get to the Bizarre File, so let's do it. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Bizarre. All right, and this morning, the B-File is brought to you by Local Deeds and Watson Real Philly Delis. They're open for takeout, by the way. Uh, taste four generations of family recipes made with love. And show your support for local business, realphillydeli.com. Deeds and Watson, it's family thing since 1939. A 19-year-old Floridian man was arrested, or no, a Floridian woman, I should say, was arrested after she pulled her pants down and urinated in front of a cop car. It made matters worse on her way to jail when she had allegedly offered to perform a sex act on the patrolman in exchange for her Jewel E cigarette. Oh, man. Madison and Brian. That's all she wanted? Was charged on Sunday with disorderly intoxication and offering a bribe to a public servant, okay. which is a felony, by the way. Give me the Hummer. Uh, <laughs> cops discovered Brian around 2.20 a.m. sitting in the median. Brian explained that she had exited a nearby truck after arguing with the male driver about their relationship issues. While is her- she a lot lizard? 
No. While oh. her 22-year-old Beau, Beau was uh, getting busted for drunk driving, Bryant, who appeared to be heavily intoxicated, was not facing arrest. However, as Bryant waited with deputies for a ride home, she stated she needed to use the bathroom and wished to go on the side of the road. After a cop said he would instead drive her to a gas station to use the restroom, Bryant, quote, pulled her pants down and urinated directly in front of a squad car, gripping the vehicle's push bar as traffic passed by. This is very handy. Uh, Paul, uh, upon pulling her pants back up, Bryant was arrested for disorderly intoxication. En route to the county jail, Bryant repeatedly asked a sheriff's deputy to give back her jewel vaping device, which was confiscated post-arrest. Bryant said that she used the jewel for anxiety. And at one point, the deputy reported... Madison asked me if I was married and had children. After the cop responded to that query, Bryant allegedly stated that she, quote, was not trying to F that up and that she would S suck my D if I gave her her jewel. <laughs> After being offered this by Madison, I did not reply and continued to the jail. Uh, she was then charged with a felony bribery count for the illicit offer. I'll make it extra sloppy for you. Uh, Bryant, whose occupation is listed as real estate, mm. in the arrest paperwork is scheduled for arraignment. A drunk farmer took a combine harvester out for a joyride, <laughs> managed to flip the farm vehicle over with his bad driving. How do you flip a combine? Those things are gigantic. Michael Carr is said to have totaled the huge green piece of machinery after getting behind the wheel in uh, Berthold, North Dakota, while under the influence. You're probably talking like $150,000, $200,000 or something like that, right? Easily a couple yeah. hundred grand, I would imagine. Carr, who is originally from Seattle, allegedly crashed the John Deere combine on Monday and was arrested shortly after. <laughs> He's also... Ow. I know. <laughs> that was loud. I, I felt that. He also is accused of driving the farm machinery on a revoked license. Ah. Uh-huh. Police shared a mugshot of a bleary-eyed car and multiple photos of the wrecked combine. It was photographed on its roof oh with its God. front window smashed out. Here's it. We have the picture up in the studio. How the hell did he do that? Uh, the vehicle appears to have flipped over on the side of a flat road right on the edge of a relatively level field. So, yes, yeah, Steve, it was, it was flat. How did he get it over like that? Uh, police have yet to comment on how it crashed in such a dramatic fashion. All right, listen to this evil son of a bitch. And a, an Arizona man has been arrested after he allegedly faked having terminal uh, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, to scam sympathetic donors into giving him a free motorized wheelchair, free truck repairs, and a fundray- and fundraise for $9,000 speech device. Christopher Wade Nelson was arrested following a seven-month investigation of multiple felony charges. At the time of his arrest, he was out on pretrial release for pending charges related to another similar scam in 2016 where he allegedly faked having pancreatic cancer <gasps> to defraud his high school friends for donations. So this is his thing, his John. In that case, he reportedly received $30,000 in donations from high school Scumbags. alumni over a five-year period and sent emails saying that he died by suicide. After being released, he fraudulently claimed to have ALS to dupe uh, people into giving him free perks. Uh, Police say Nelson engaged in the schemes between May 2018 and May 2020 to delay his pending criminal trial. They said he used Instagram to ask the owner of an auto shop to repair his 1951 Chevy truck for free so he could take one last ride to his terminal ALS. He also reportedly fabricated, forged, and, and with intent to defraud documents uh, from the Mayo Clinic, uh, physicians there submitted through his legal counsel, faking a terminal illness to avoid court appearances. Uh, the Mayo Clinic says it didn't sign the documents. The amount of work you have to go through to try to keep your lie going 
You know, it's just it's just insane that he's juggling all this bull crap. He also used social media to get a physical therapist and real ALS patients to conduct $9,000 fundraiser to get him a speech device, it is alleged. Now, in February 2020, when he appeared in court, he arrived in a motorized wheelchair, and his attorney said he could no longer speak. But police uh, surveillance video of his home shows Nelson walking. He was reportedly seen washing and driving a car, doing yard work, heavy lifting, and dancing. I'm sorry, Your Honor. Because of my disease, I can no longer speak. Uh, police, <laughs> police say Nelson was checked out by jail doctors who confirmed he does indeed not have ALS. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on a Wait, second. You, you just said those words. Yeah, right. I did not. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. A lot of guests on the show this morning. Stuff to give away as well. We want you to stay with us. We will be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Every year, I I assume, uh, this uh, group puts out a list. It's called Big 7 Travel, and they reveal the top 50 sexiest accents in the United States. The top 50 sexiest accents. Yeah, in the U.S. because we've we've done we've seen internet polls about international. Yes, and, you know, and we all kind and, of have our our favorites. Yeah, I love Scottish accent. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, everybody's got their one that they they just for one one reason or another they find it to be sexy. Uh, so I I looked at this list and it's got a nice description. That's what I like about this. Is it just doesn't give you a, a region and say you know this is number twenty five. It gives you a description of these accents and, and why they feel they're the uh, the most the not, sexiest not necessarily but just how what it means like, okay all like, right uh like what is a philly accent and, all right and then they start to give you some examples of that we had a, a um, linguistics expert on a while ago she'd written a book about how the local language and dialects and things had formed it was actually kind of interesting yeah yeah uh, so I can roll through some of these yeah. if you guys want. Uh, and we'll start with number 50. It's the New Jersey accent. It's at the <laughs> bottom of the barrel. All right. And it was number 49 last year. Uh, it says North Jerseyan. It says think coffee and dropping the R's. South Jerseyan is more like the Philly accent, but not close enough to bring up Jersey's overall sex appeal. Uh, yeah, so I think that they're very similar, obviously, because of the, just the, uh, the the nature of where we are. We're juxtaposed right next to each other. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so the example that it gives is coffee, spelled C-A-W-F-E-E, coffee, instead of coffee. Uh, okay, number 49 is Long Island. Yes, it's a horrible accent. I know um, well. I grew up with it all my life. They're saying this is one of the best ones? No, no, no these are oh, the worst. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the bottom you of the, the bottom of the barrel. Uh, there's some slight consolation from, uh, for people from Long Island, uh, this year as they no longer have the least sexy accent. So that was last year. They Yay! went up 
They went up one notch. All right, so Steve, I don't detect a New York accent on you at all. Your right. wife, however, I can she hear it. Uh, it's not thick. It's just when she hits certain words. Right. So she has a, she has a, a Long Island accent. Okay. Yeah, yours is pretty generic, and I, yeah. I think mine in as as well. I'm I'm a little more Midwest, but but I I have a pretty straight. Yeah. And American your dad accent, has a little bit of an accent. My dad's got a southern. He's, yeah, he's got and you, that, you alluded yeah. that. My mm-hmm. dad has a very antiseptic accent. There, there is really you can't detect his his uh, origin. Yeah, he doesn't sound like he's from no. Long Island. And, and so did that's you? where I got it. My mother was also very non, though she was uh, born and bred New Yorker. She was she didn't have a pronounced accent. Were you? Uh, did you Adopted? once have it? No. Did you <laughs> once have an accent? No. And, no, you never did. No, I never did. Uh, you know, you where where you're where you're. It's hard to live there and not come out with that accent. No, I can I can do it no problem. It's you know, say hey, it's everything like, th-. and that, that's the standard, you know. And and you so let me tell you something. He's wearing his underwears when he, uh, and so the pluralization of things that are singular and all that stuff is is standard. There's a similar sound to, and you'll agree with this, to a uh, from a Long Island accent to a Philadelphian accent, a classically Philadelphian accent. Um, there, there are commonalities. I had I had a thick Southern accent when I was a kid. Did and you? Then, yeah, and then when we moved to Missouri, and I was about uh, well, I we'd lived there twice. So so anyhow, um, by the so time nice. I was in about uh, sixth grade, as time I got to seventh grade, it was gone uh, because of the people, my friends, right, yeah. around all the time. I started and, to take on their pronunciation. Oh, wow. oh. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I will notice you say things uh, differently than than most people. Like hear. schedule. Uh, you do not need, but no, no. There's one word in particular that I hear you say way different than everybody else here. We say lawyer, lawyer, and oh, you, and you say, I say lawyer. Lo, it's As in law, lawyer, L A W. Yeah, yeah. So you say lawyer. Yeah, lawyer, lawyer. Yeah, there lawyer. are several things. You know, I also say is tournament instead of yeah. tournament. Yeah, tour. The word tournament. I say tournament. I say tournament as well. Um, but I, I hear. But in fact, it was. Um, um, uh, Craig Shoemaker, he's like, he's like, how do you say the word tournament? And I say tournament, and he goes, yeah, he's like, I think we in the East got that right, because it's spelled T-O-U-R, <laughs> yeah, tour, yeah. no man. And he's yeah. like, I always hold that up as we got that one right. Right. So, <laughs> Steve, how do you say the name of the city uh, that's surrounded by a lot of Amish people in south-central Pennsylvania? Uh, Lancaster? Yeah, you say right. that differently than most people. I say that, Lancaster. You say Lancaster. Yeah, you yeah. say I, Lancaster. Steve says I, Lancaster. When I Lancaster. first moved here, somebody told me that. They're saying, you're saying Lancaster. And right. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, no, it's Lancaster. Right. And so I adopted that. Right. And it, we've we've talked about this before. But Somebody they, told me that, Nick, once. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, I ain't saying Wooder. Wooder. Yeah. No, yeah, no, but that's an interesting never. delineation. It, listen, yeah. it... it these aren't, uh, to me, they're never criticisms. You know, I, I yeah. find it fascinating, and I like accents. I think that it, it, it tells a story. It talks about where you're from. Do, and do, and they, the, when accents go away, I find that a little bit sad. You're right. Do you know it's another point of delineation? I think also, like, for, from New York, New York, if you're from out of New York, you'll say Albany. And from if you're in New York, you say Albany. Yeah. yeah. And the Albany with one L. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you'd think it'd be Al. But yeah. that's the proper pronunciation. That's different than saying Wooder. That, yeah. That's an accent. That's not proper. That's Correct. A, you know what I mean? Even yeah. with the word Wooder, uh, I think it like a classic Philly accent. You you almost don't even hear the W. It's almost like Wooder. Like Wooder. It's almost like Wooder. Wooder Ice. You almost drop the W. Almost. Wooder Ice. Okay. Can let, me, of, uh, let me go through some of these other, uh, what they consider to be the sexiest Please. accents. So we're at the bottom of the barrel. Number 40 is Floridian. Uh, it says, uh, not including the sexy twang of Miami, um, 
the Florida accent is a baffling mix of Midwest and Northeast with a hint of Southern. A sandwich is a sandwich. Uh, and the people have spoken. Uh, it is nowhere near the top ten. Uh, Minnesotan is number 47. Throw in plenty of Minnesota Yas and Hans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you get that famous Fargo accent. Still one of the least sexy accents Awful. in the USA. 46 is Pittsburgh. And they're... Uh, Poop knives. It says... Uh, uh, here's the example. Yin's going downtown. I mean, you, are you going downtown? Yeah. Right. I've never. Yin's going downtown. I've never spent any time in Pittsburgh or with so P- Pittsburghians. I went to college in the middle of Pennsylvania, and it was pretty evenly split between, okay. between people from Philly area and people from Pittsburgh area. And it's noticeable. Most of Pennsylvania sounds more like Pittsburghians right. than Philadelphians. Right. By the way, you'll be happy to know the Philly accent. Ranks very high on wow. this list. Wow. I was surprised. That's Ooh. the main reason I brought this up. Jersey ranks low, but Philly ranks high. Yeah. That's interesting. And that, well, they, their explanation was it's 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 the North Jersey accent that, yeah. that it's is almost overdoes New York. it. Yeah. In Pittsburgh, how do they say, I have three testicles? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I have three testicles. Uh, I so have three testicles. Oh. Some of these I'll skip over, uh, like the, the Alaskan uh, accent. Yeah. Uh, we'll never that's go there. Canadian. Uh, so number stupid. 44 is Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah, I like uh, that. I think that's quirky. Uh, you know, that's sort of lyrical for the year. It says uh, the, the you might have a max of a typical U.S. state might have a max of two or three dialects. Pennsylvania has five. The Pennsylvania Dutch dialect uh, has been dying out as non-Amish younger Pennsylvania Germans tend to speak modern general American English. Uh, then you have Appalachian. Uh, California Valley is 42nd. It says often ridiculed San Fernando Valley girl accent rose to fame in the 80s. But it's still spoken by many in Southern California today. Like, awesome. It says, really? That's still a So thing? holding on? I don't know. I okay. guess, you know, Frank Zappa's Valley Girl brought that to uh, yes. light. And then the, they made a movie. Yeah. The, yeah I mean, believe the, it or not. the surfer clip that we play from time to time. That guy, yeah, that guy's kind of a California classic surfer dude, Valley type of an accent. Right. Uh, 41 is Southern Ohio. 40th is Providence. Providence um, is basically Boston. Okay. It says the Boston meets Brooklyn accent is hard to mimic, but clearly distinct. Listen to any episode of Jersey Shore with Paulie D and you'll understand instantly what it sounds <laughs> like. Right. Yeah, my um, my friend's in-laws are, you know, from that area. And they, they add, like, R's to the end of things. So, like, uh, his wife is Melissa, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Tallahassee is 39th. Okay, we'll skip over that. Oh, that old Tallahassee accent. Okay, this one I don't know. 39, 38th on this list is Hoy Toiter. Hoy Toiter? Yeah. Is it? High Tider or Hoy Toiter is the accent spoken by a small amount of people on the outer banks of North Carolina. Interesting. It, It says it's an unusual brogue that sounds a bit Australian, a bit Irish, and also a bit British. Is that sort of their version of Cajun? I've never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. I don't know the outer bank. Hoy toiter. Hoy toiter. I'm a hoy toiter. It's spelled out tire my port. It's spelled H O I T O I D E R. Hoy toiter. Hoy toiter. Interesting. All right. Uh, these are the sexiest accents Just in America. Just attendant to my succulents. Uh, the top 50. Uh, San Francisco is 37th. It says you might not hear it so often, what with the multicultural mix of folk now living in San Francisco. But the classic San Francisco accent is super fast with words running into each other like, where'd you go? Or like, where are you going to poop? Yeah. <laughs> like that. But I'm not from San Francisco. Not original. I'm an adopted son of San Francisco. You just love that town. I just love that title in town. Mm-hmm. The home of Riceroni uh, and let's, Alcatraz. Let's see. 36 is the Hudson Valley. 
the Hudson Valley. So yes. that's different than a classic New York accent, I guess. Absolutely. It says it's basically New England, English meets general American and New York State. With just a hint of Fukushima. I guess so. I don't know. Different than than uh, Buffalo, which is different than Albany or Albany or yes. whatever. And, and Buffalo kind of sounds a little like a Detroit uh, accent. All right. Here's one. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. <laughs> slowly but surely dying out as younger Ohioans speak with a more general Midland accent. This classic, The classic Cincinnati accent has short A's, so class becomes class. Um, the home of the Rock and Roll Museum. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Cleveland. Cleas. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's in Cleveland. And, the uh, home of Paris. Uh, <laughs> that's Paris. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. It's a very snip. It's a very uh, truncated, sharp accent. So that's thirty-five, and number thirty-four is Cleveland. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. home of the rock and roll museum. Oh, Clevelanders might say they don't, <laughs> and trolleys <laughs> that they don't. No, that's San Francisco. Well, they might have trolleys. I don't know. Or streetcars. They have one. All right, so uh, Clevelanders might say they don't have an accent, but they really do. The bad news is this accent isn't considered so hot this year, dropping down uh, to from a respectable twenty-third. They speak. With hard nasally A's and mm-hmm. short O sounds that sound more like an A. So there are a few states in this country that I have like, I'm like, why even go there? But I, other than <laughs> just to say that I've been there, and so Ohio is one of them. I don't really have a desire to go to Ohio. However, it's right next to Pennsylvania, so I, I kind of feel like I need to go there. Don't you know need I mean? to go. Yeah, well, you can go. You can go to the Rock and Roll. The home thing. of Rizzaroni. You yeah. can go to uh, Cedar Point. Yeah, if you Cedar like to Point. ride rides. There's Ohio's a great. Park there. There's a uh, Cuyahoga Valley. I think it's what it's called. It's up yeah. by Cleveland. So uh, I have to go to Ohio. I've been there, but I've, I've yeah. driven through it. But I got to get there for the national park. But um, yeah, Cleveland's cool for like uh, a day. Yeah, you know, see the museum, go to an Indians game, and then uh, get the hell out. When mm-hmm. you know, obviously, we're going through this uh, pandemic. I was. I actually thought about maybe just doing a, a couple of day in road, road trip. You know, because I also Pittsburgh. I've only driven through Pittsburgh to get to Burgess Town. So I want to like maybe go to Pittsburgh, ride my bike around there a little bit. You know, get a little taste of the town, and then you know, off to Cleveland and Cincinnati <laughs> and Columbus. Mm. And then I also have zero desire to ever go to Louisiana. Like uh, New Orleans has zero appeal to I me have, whatsoever. Really? I've been yeah. to every state in the union, wow. and yeah. there's something. In every state, for you know something for somebody, there's yeah. something. It's the largest ball, the string. It, there's something. The food in New Orleans is fantastic. All right, I'll go for the, the food. Rice the, the food. I know you <laughs> no. think. It, well, they probably have rice aroni there. You're I, I know you think of it as mainly a a booze town. Yeah, but. The food oh. and the music are two reasons you want to go there. The seafood is like the that's the home of Paul Prudhomme. Yeah, so you say I should probably go in July, right? That's yes. the best time to go. Yeah, and Emerald, Emerald's uh, Emerald Lagasse. So yeah, the uh, home of San Francisco. That's right. <laughs> we'll stick with that. All right, thirty third on this list of uh, we're we're in the least sexy right now. Uh, thirty to the sexiest. Thirty third is Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Oh. Uh and if you want to speak Milwaukee ease, you pronounce bag as bag. And add as uh, Ana. What? what? Oh, add an Ana onto the end of a <laughs> oh, question. I'm oh, sorry. Uh-oh. Like saying, uh, ain't it. Oh. Which comes from the stage no. Germanic influences. And don't forget to uh, to say the city like uh, Milwaukee instead of Milwaukee. They kind of throw out the L's. It's Milwaukee. The home of the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, That's Cooperstown. Cooperstown. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, the, the Western accent is 32nd. Generally spoken by locals in Nevada. By the way, Nevada yeah. is pronounced like that, not Nevada. If you are from out of state and you say Nevada to someone who's local, they'll know you're from out of state. So I've tried to adapt that as well and say Nevada. It sounds more uh, kind of hokey to me saying Nevada. It does. But it sounds crazy. That's the way they pronounce Nevada, it. Nevada, the home of the Boston Green Pie. Uh, <laughs> Generally spoken by locals in Nevada, Arizona, Utah, and Wyoming, the typical Western accent is distinguished by the uh, cot merger, uh, where both vowel words sound the same. So, huh? so instead of caught, it'd be caught. Yes, yes. Yeah, a these, are, these are very nuanced distinctions. Very much so. The, a trained ear can hear them. Uh, it says it uh, it comes in a little lower ranking than last year, but still proves surprisingly popular. 31st is New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans English or yat. This name comes from the phrase, where are you at? Oh, like oh. Uh, Saints fans say that too, right? Like, and, and who dat and things like that. Um, and what dat? There is, a, it, when uh, somebody has a very arch Cajun accent, it's almost like a foreign language to me. I yeah. find it very difficult to understand if somebody's speaking in a with a really heavy. When they have this sort oh, of yeah. that ting. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's barely English at that right. point. Right. Wilford Brimley tries to do one in the movie Hard Target, the Jean Claude Van Damme one. Yeah. I go get my shotgun. Uh my <laughs> my mom and dad lived in, in uh, New Orleans and and uh, my friend Sandy's family all comes from New Orleans. So from time to time I'll actually say New Orleans. Yeah. Uh not yeah, New Orleans, yeah. but I'll say and New how Orleans. How do they respond, Preston? Uh they if I'm there they'll they'll nah. appreciate it. New Orleans. Yeah. yeah Would no, you my, like some rice roni? Yeah, my buddy went to <laughs> New Orleans uh for like a couple of days and Andy started calling it New Orleans. I'm like, "Shut up, dude." Well, you got you yeah. guys say yeah. New Orleans yeah. and that one kind of grates on me. <laughs> New Orleans. But he spent 5 days there. He's like, "Yeah, New Orleans." Now I'm like, "Dude, Knock it off. You gave me a hard yeah. time when I came back from Hawaii and I was calling Hawaii. I know. Because everybody there was saying Hawaii and I started saying Hawaii. Well, I also don't understand why, the you know. the baseball hall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand yeah, yeah. why we as Americans don't call countries by the way they, they call, call countries. It. Why is it why, why do we say Spain? It's it's España. What, you, That's what they call it. Why don't why doesn't everybody call it España? That's a good know. question. I don't know. I don't know. Steve it was when I went to it's not Edinburgh. Like no one no. over there says Edinburgh. They it's say Edinburgh. Ed, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah. Okay. I, like I asked the guy in a cab and I was like how do we say it? So what, yes when I was over there that that's how I was referring to it as. Otherwise, I'd sound like an idiot. Great place of the Jacksons. Casey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> That's Gary Indiana. Gary, oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know what the, Which I've been through. Sorry. <laughs> do you know what the Germans call France? No. Frankenreich. So yeah. they, they take this really, like they lengthen it. Yeah. yeah. They add like six yeah. syllables. And you're like, what? It's, and we call France Isn't France. there sort of an international understanding, like, call it whatever you want? Germans, yeah. are, uh, Germans are weird, though. Man. They, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what do you call the country we live in? Estados Unidos. <laughs> no, really. I, like, I like, say America. I will right. say I'll say the U.S. Okay. Yeah. If if I'm out uh, and and have been out of the country and I'm uh, having a conversation with someone I don't know, I'll say I'm from the U.S. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I won't say America because there's North America, South America, so right. on. And, Central and America. Right. Central America. So, so America Ferrara. I'll say I'll say <laughs> the U.S. or the states. Because my sister-in-law, who's from Brazil, she calls it the United States. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's, yes. that, yeah. Gustavos Unidos. <laughs> Bibliotech. Uh, that's where they keep the books. <laughs> you got it, yeah, Tony. You. I knew it. I know stuff. Number 30 People on this. say I'm dumb, but I'm not. List of the sexiest <laughs> accents is Oklahoma. 
Ah, well, the wind comes whipping down the plain. The Oki dialect is a blend of Midlands, Ozark, and Deep South. Not sure you have it? Well, if you ever, ever use the expressions might could or fixin' to, uh, you're from Oklahoma through and through. Joe Exotic is from Oklahoma, right? And Yes, hey, okay. and he says fixin' to. Uh, He's tw- got tags. 29th is Colorado. Nick, your family lives in Colorado. Uh, They're an accent? It's similar to like a Nevada accent or a Western accent, but uh, the other a little thing, more antiseptic. Y- yes, that's a good way to describe yeah. it, Steve. And and so many people have moved into Colorado. I was gonna say, is anyone even from there? Yeah. Well, that, that, that you just raised a very good point. As things as things start, as people start to relocate, that's why I think it's funny. And I've m- mentioned this before that in Star Trek, in centuries ahead of time, he's have Scotty Gaga, it's like like heavy accents. And you get in the the whistles little go that hasn't that hasn't mitigated a little bit. There's a lot of animosity in Colorado among natives towards Texans and Californians because mm-hmm. so many people from both of those states have moved to Colorado seeking a better right. way of life. Uh, so it says here um, it's recently been influenced by the California vowel shift. There you go. Uh, yet still holds on to dropping the T's, so mountains becomes mountains. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Piedmont is 28th. Uh, it says, uh, do the words for dogs become, it says the accent dropped on the sexy scale this year. Do the, do the words for dogs become, uh, foa dogs when you speak, what? do you say oat for out what? or a boat for about? That sounds like, um, Canadian a little yeah. bit there. I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. Uh, it says yes. You have the semi sexy Virginian accent. I so. do like I do like a, a Virginian accent. I like a southern accent, a lilting southern accent. Twenty uh, seventh is Kansas. This it gets a little weird here in this. Uh, in I the think top twenty five. Yes, they're taking some liberties. Um, I'm going to skip through a few of these because go, go to number ten. Oh, the band, Kansas, gotcha. I like it. No, I'm going to go to 15 first. Okay, number 20 is Baltimore. Shut up. Uh, number, okay, I'm going to go into number 15. Because, go to 15. Because it says St. Louis, okay? St. Louis, Missouri. In the top 15, no. No? No. Oh, my God, no. It's horrible. Can you do Can a I classic St. Louis accent? Yeah, tell yeah. us. Yeah, okay, so my my... In-laws, my, my mother-in-law has the very strong St. Louis accent, which is in, instead of it, it, the you slot, you, native speakers swap the A-R sound, R, with an O-R. And so the tip, the, the one that uses the example is the word 40 is pronounced as farty. Yeah. And I kid you not. Right. Not even, I'm not exaggerating a little bit when you say, oh, he's 40 years old. They say that. Or corn... <laughs> Is Karn. Yeah. Uh, yes, I've heard that. We're okay, having Karn yeah. on the cob tonight. And you said that they add syllables too, right? No, that's that's the deep southern accent. Oh, my oh, okay. my uh, uh, stepmother has that. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so press becomes pray. 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 Yes. Claire. They add Claire. accents. So, uh, yeah, the, the Missouri accent, it's no joke. It's it's farty far. And uh, uh, my, I remember a, a girlfriend I dated, she, her mom would say, yeah, my, it's my brother, Jarge. Charge. Charge. Yeah. I mean, like, not even a little nuance. It's straight up just mispronunciation. Charge. Uh, okay, now we'll jump to number 10 because we are run, uh, running out of time. Uh, Kentucky. There you go. That's Home of my, the Taj Mahal. That's my, uh, uh, my stepmother. It says, uh, accents vary all over the state, but it's a southern butte. Y'all living here apparently have a smooth drawl, long vowels that sound like a mix of Midwestern and Southern tones. <laughs> 
and it's proved uh, to be popular moving up from 26th to 10th. Uh, number nine is the Northwestern accent, mm-hmm. uh, found in Oregon, Safe. Washington. Uh, features uh, of the Canadian California vowel shift, the letter E and words like eggs uh, sound more like egg, A, so like there, eggs. Yeah. Pierre says eggs. Oh, does he really? Yeah, eggs and uh, you have two legs. Uh, okay. Yes, yeah. my brother-in-law says that, but he's from... <laughs> your brother-in-law says your eggs have two legs? He, yeah, he says legs, eggs, yeah. Uh, number eight is the main accent, the Mainer. I like the main accent. It's it's better and more palatable than the Boston accent. I, I agree. I agree. It's a little more smooth. Yeah. Uh, it's not quite as arch as the Bostonian accent, and, and it's it's got a... Um, um, it's, uh, I don't know, there's something, especially moosey about it. Uh, no. Down homey or yeah. friendly, you know. Y- yeah. Yeah, there's warmer tones to it. Boston, they're, they're just like F. Uh, it says here, if you're a real mina, you drop your R's, go to yoga class instead of yoga. That's my vagina. And add in <laughs> wicked to make every uh, adjective yeah, yeah. Yeah. extra <laughs> powerful. Wicked. Number seven on the list, the Philadelphia accent. <laughs> It's interesting that it's found in the sexy top ten. Here's what it says. One of the world's most unique dialects is in the Delaware Valley, the infamous Philly talk. The words fight and bike sound more like foit and boik. Boik. (laughs) Uh, While very becomes very in this thick accent. But, hey, if it's good enough for Will Smith, it says here. (laughs) Uh, but they didn't. They didn't touch on the most obvious one, which is uh, water. Water, yeah. Water. Uh, so yeah, it it ranks us in the top. That's 10. amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I would have thought it would. If, if the Bostonian it... accent ends up in the top five, I'll blow my brains out. Well, that's why I, I <laughs> hand him a gun, folks. Oh, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why this list is a little suspect. I, yeah, yeah. I'd say. I like it. Though. This is presented by that wine company again from yesterday. <laughs> Number six is Californian. Uh, uh, and it says it's uh, it sounds similar to General American, meaning the American ear. Ears, hears it as uh, it isn't an accent at all, but we're here to tell you it is. Vowels are super long, so yep, dude really does become dude, uh, but it sounds hella sexy, according to this. All right, number five is Chicago's accent. Some hate it, but turns out a lot love it. Words like butt and cut sound more like bought and caught, and you're not looking at a picture, you're looking at a picture. It's like butts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> butts and nuts. Yeah. But um, uh, earlier in the list, I saw that there's a Chicagoan accent. I, I didn't know how that was different than earlier Chicago. on this list. Yeah, you didn't. Hit, you skipped over it, so I apologize for making you go back. But it's probably in the twenties or so. Huh? Uh, I'm looking for it. Looking for it. Looking for it. Next page, I think. Uh, don't see. But well, what it. does it say about Chicago? Sure. You just said I'll it, right? I'll find it for Same you. Same thing. Around here. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four on this list is the Alabama accent. Um, it is sweet. I went to a um, Waffle House in Alabama. Oh, that's a... Yeah, and I, and I walk in, and yeah. the, the gal working there is, hey, sweetheart, how you doing this morning? Right, you know, yeah. And just giving me that whole sugar and everything, and I'm right. like, mm. I'm like, okay. I'm on, All right. I'm on the radio. <laughs> I'm on the radio. Does that impress you? <laughs> uh, so it's strongly rotic, it says. Uh, erotic. I don't know what that means. Uh, with extra, like erotic? I guess erotic. Like homoerotic. Uh, R-H-O-T-I-C. Mm. Uh, with extra R's added to words that don't need them, like wash. Uh, my mother-in-law says that. Yes, absolutely. A it's slow a standard. Plenty of y'alls and dropping the N-G at the end of words. Yes, I like true. that. 
Number three is Bostonian. Wow, man. One of America's most imitated and a parodied accents. Boston almost comes out on top of the country's sexiest accents. And yes, just like Mach Wahlberg, <laughs> uh, locals really do say Pakyaka in Havid Yad. Uh, so, I don't know. I guess it can be endearing. It depends on the person it's coming from. But I was at a, I went to a baseball game one time in Baltimore, and dudes sitting behind me, they were playing the Red Sox, yeah, yeah. and dudes sitting behind me just kept going, come on, sex! Let's get sex! And I just wanted to turn around and punch him in the face. However, there was that commercial with uh, John Krasinski and uh, Captain America. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they're talking about it, you know the, the cast packing itself, and it's a really great commercial. All right, we got to hurry up here because we have a guest coming up. Come on. Second on the list is New York. Yeah. New York accent, one of the most there, recognizable dialects. There are multiple, multiple accents even within that. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. There, there are different borough accents, yeah. and I'm not talking about the animal. Uh, oh, but, you could say that for Philadelphia, too. I mean, yeah. you can tell the difference between South Philly and sure. somebody from Delco. Yep. Brooklyn, Bronx, uh, absolutely. Queens. Uh, and it says uh, New York speakers have uh, long vowels, short A's, fast and hypernasal, yet quite charming at times. Number one on this list, and then we'll move along, is the Texan accent. Uh, it says, who can resist a slow Texan drawl? Not us and not our community. Clearly, is this is the second year in a row that Texan has come out on top. The typical Texan accent is a southern accent with a twist with strong R's and plenty of howdies. Yeah, I, when I go out to visit my dad, it is it has that make-you-feel-good sort of sound. Yep, so there you go. Take it for what it is. Yeah. Just an interesting peek into we as Americans and oh. our different dialects. What? It was Chicano, not, not Chicano. Chicano, okay, yeah, not Chicano. Chicano, <laughs> they're, they're from that part. Yeah, this part of Chicago. <laughs> right. All right, bad. we got to take a break because we have a list of guests coming up, Congo including... Line. Kevin Nealon when we return, and also Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander on The Boys, a show that Steve and I love. Yes. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Thank you, Casey. Yeah, you know. Uh, because I, uh, I ran late this morning. I slept in, and in my quick horse bath that I took over the sink, I mainly just took care of my hair and... And uh, and I forgot to throw on some deodorant this morning. Uh-oh. And as I leaned over to grab my copy here, I smelled my own armpit. And uh, and when I my my body odor to me smells like uh, mustard and onions mixed together for some reason. I'm like, yeah. mm, first of all, I want a hot dog. For <laughs> yeah. So is and that then, what you smell? And then I gestured to Casey, my armpit, and then he pointed to his armpit like me. My smell? I'm like, no. I. So he reached into his magic cabinet. And he gave me some deodorant. Oh, uh, so you can keep that now, right? You uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't you mean once you give? Thank you, you Steve. Right. I knew that was oh, coming. Shut up! No, I knew that I, was coming, and I'm so glad you're on my side. We wiped off the uh, the other layer. Yeah, you uh, just took it and wiped it off. You realize it doesn't ruin the entire. You bar. realize that it would be yours if it was mine. I'd be like, here you go. <laughs> this is gift. yours. It is a gift. Do not return this. Your logic is so what? messed up. It's disgusting. Your armpits smell like mustard Kathy, and if, onions. If, Why would I want it back? If I ever lend you deodorant. You can keep it. Okay, it's you. an entire bar of deodorant. You realize as you use that, it takes a layer off, right? It's so it just wiped off some of that layer. Yeah. Has oh, my God, you guys have problems. Okay. <laughs> We're wasting time here. Our next guest is on the line. He is ready to go, and he is uh, he has a special that is streaming. It's coming up on the 12th, and it is called Behind the Mask. And uh, I'm gonna, I, I've got to get this. I love him. I love his stand-up. Been in our studio uh, many times. You can get tickets at RushTix.com. By the way, please welcome Mr. Kevin Neal. Yeah! To the show this morning. Hi, Kevin. 
Wow, good morning. I can't believe all the bickering in your <laughs> Well, let, let, let's day. pose it to you, Kevin. Yeah. If you were to lend a deodorant stick to a friend, would you then uh, take that deodorant stick back or would you gift it to that friend? Well, I guess it depends on the friend, but I'd probably gift it to them unless I was on a camping trip or something. Okay. <laughs> all right. So it, yeah, well, what we did situation. was we wiped the top layer off after I used it and... You're good to go after that. Yeah, you could do that like the chapstick thing. Just kind of rub it on your butt. <laughs> just, just rub the chapstick on your butt to get that layer off. I think that makes sense. See, you're always thinking. So let, let me ask you, Kevin. Obviously, you have the special coming up, and it's behind the mask. And obviously, we're living in a mask world. Have you been faring in the past couple of months during the pandemic? How's your mask game? How's your germaphobe game? What's going on with you? My germaphobe game is good. I've never been a, a germaphobe, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. The mask game is right on spot. I, you know, I haven't gotten COVID. I've been tested several times. I used to always get tested for COVID, even before the pandemic. That's how prepared. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I've been kind of, you know, like a, you know, like a lot of people, I've discovered some hobbies that needed a little more attention. And they finally were able to get that attention. You know, like I've gotten into drawing a lot. Painting. Let me let me tell so you I, something. Your your artwork. I, I was I was I hopped on your Twitter account this morning <clears throat> just to pick up some extra you know extra stuff to talk about. It's sensational. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate. It. I have an Instagram too that is solely artwork. It's called Kevin Neal and Artwork, you, and um, I just love doing it. You have a picture of Harry Dean Stanton that is one of the best I've, I've ever yeah. seen, and you you wow. so you're capturing. Um, I, I love this style. So it, it, it's it appears you're working in oils, correct? Uh, it's actually digital art. Is it? Two years wow. ago, yeah. Because I, I, you know, I love doing I love doing um, caricatures all my life, pen and paper, you know. And I would usually do them in black and white, with just with a pencil or a pen, and sometimes I color them in. But two years ago, you know, I started following these uh, caricature artists on Instagram, and they're really good. They have training and all that, you know. Yeah. And I saw one guy I really liked a lot, Poy, uh, Paul Moist, his name is, and he teaches um, in England via Skype. So two summers ago, I took Skype lessons from him in England, and I learned how to use a digital tablet and all that stuff. And I'm really I just have so much fun with it, and people seem to like it. So I, and it's kind of like a way to do stand-up because it's exaggerating. You take somebody's portrait and you exaggerate it. You know, but what you're doing, like, so like, like comedy. We're looking at like Brian May, and and uh, I mean, so. The, but there's a key to seeing um, what we see and those things that uh, you know the great caricature artists can can nail that those one or two finding defining attributes that immediately jump out at you, and 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 you're you're doing it. So are you finding Zen in this? I really am because you have to kind of relax your your mind when you look at somebody's picture, like a reference picture, uh, like Tilden Tilden uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, I found a picture of her where he, she shows she has a really long neck, you know, and very interesting eyes. So I just kind of relaxed and looked at it, and I thought this one she will have a very long. She's almost lizard like, and she has a long neck, and I made the eyes a lot bigger than her real eyes. I, I love this. I love this artwork. I, yeah, you know, as a fan of a uh, longtime fan of Mad Magazine, you know, their ability yeah. uh, to, to capture the essence of someone that way is, is is kind of a gift. So have you have you sold any of these? Have you done any of these for specifically for celebrities who have requested them? I have. I've 
done a few uh, for people that have requested it, but I didn't charge them. I'm just, I'm like, I'm embarrassed. I wouldn't even know how much to charge for something like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, my, it's not really what I'm known for doing, and I'm, I'm almost like, it's, it's almost embarrassing for me to say, give any price, even if it was $5. It was $5 okay? Is that too much? <laughs> well, well, let, let, me, let, me, uh, let me say, uh, you're, you're doing exactly what, what has uh, annoys a lot of us, because during at the beginning of this pandemic, and we've talked about this, everyone in the quarantine, okay, I'm going to learn cello, I'm going to learn this, I'm going to really, I'm going to learn how to sculpt. You actually did it and are freaking awesome at it, which makes us feel worse. <laughs> well, I'm sure you have something that you can be good at. I have nothing. Like yodeling? <laughs> yodeling? Yodeling, yeah. Yodeling, thank you. I'll try that. Um, so, so, I always wonder if somebody's like a, a child prodigy, but they never really sat at a piano, so they never realized that they were a child prodigy. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so it's interesting that you mentioned that, and we're also talking about your art, is because my friend that I met in college... He, as just a an elective in the second semester of his senior year, he took an art class, and as it turns out, he's an amazing artist. Really? And I'm like, you never doodled? Or He's like, no, I never doodled. Wow. He had no clue until he was almost 22 years old that he had this ability. So, yeah. Well, here's the cool thing. My son is online school now, you know, like everybody else mostly. And his first class on Friday is digital art. So I'm going to, like, be outside the frame, and I'm going to start taking lessons. From great sure. Good yeah. for you. I was never a doodler, but I was a diddler, and I yeah. did work on that during... Uh, and, and you're a virtuoso. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're a master. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, master uh, diddler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> speaking of Zen moments, um, I, I love hiking with Kevin. It's a fascinating series. It, you know, it's, it's you with friends and comedians, and you go to some really cool places with some really cool people. I'm curious as to what is the top of your list, what is at the top of your list uh, for your next hike? Well, that's a really loaded question right there because I've done three seasons, about 85 hikes. And, um, you know, I was kind of waiting for the pandemic to end before I do any more because, uh, you know, I don't want the interviewer, interviewee to be like six feet behind me while I'm talking to them, you know. Right, right. <laughs> but, um, but here's the thing. Um, I got a call from my manager saying that this writer-producer from Modern Family really likes a hiking show, and was interested in turning it into more of a TV show for a network, you know, like a, a curb kind of a thing, based around each hike. You know, it involved my family, and you know, it'd be a, you know uh, a show. So we've been t- working on that pitch, and I think we sold it, and um, we're excited wow. about that. Cool. So that would add some budget, right? Like you get to go to some cooler, more exotic, faraway places. Um, not necessarily, okay. but it would be kind of, you know, it would be kind of a COVID friendly kind of a situation because we'd be outside shooting, you know, and there'd be other camera people like far away shooting and, yeah. um, but you know, I, I wouldn't have, you know, there definitely could be some like far away places like Nepal or Hawaii or something, you know? Well, listen, I mean, this is, it, it, it's such a cool thing. It is. I, I love hiking as well and, and, and a daily hike, but in the times that you go out and you go hiking, have you ever been in a situation where you're like, where, um, you perhaps got injured or got away from you or, um, you know, because if you, it's something that you do, obviously you do a lot, you do by yourself, uh, it, you can encounter that. Have you ever encountered a rather difficult situation? Uh, I've never I've never gotten hurt or I've never been with anybody that's gotten hurt. I did experience deja vu on one hike once, and I thought, geez, that's really strange, you know, like uh, I had to sit down for a minute. Um, but um, I do see a lot of, you know, not a lot, but occasionally – 
uh, it's not unusual that I'll see a rattlesnake out there, especially this time of the year. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. not fun. Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, Kevin, we're excited you got the special. Uh, it's live streaming September 12th, 10 o'clock. Uh, tickets available at RushTix.com. And there's um, VIP access if you want to get chart outs or chart <laughs> That's a thing we do on our show called Chart House. You wouldn't understand. Uh, you do shout outs um, <laughs> during this, right? I like it, yeah. Yeah, so it's on RushTix, com, and it's 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Saturday, September 12th, and it's only going to be the one night. So it's live streaming, and Brad Paisley is going to be. Yeah, oh, we lost him. Yeah. He was uh, he was he had a time limit and they hung yeah. up on us. Okay, all right. That's how you Kevin. do it. You just hang but out. That's okay because it was Kevin Nealon, by the way, if you're just tuning in, because the person we've been dying to talk to. Oh yeah. Uh, since we heard the announcement <laughs> of the second season, which is uh, tomorrow, by the way, show that Steve and I fell in love with immediately when the first season came around. I've like one more episode to go as I'm rewatching the first season. Is called the boys, and he plays this character that is just—he's phenomenal. Wow, yeah. just amazing! And the character is Homelander. For those who watch uh, the boys, please welcome Anthony Starr to our show this morning. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, people. How are you? We, we are wonderful. I'm—we're so excited for season two. You're, you're talking to some hardcore fanboys here, Anthony. Okay. Well, I. I was listening to your last segment, and I got freaked out by snakes. So <laughs> Homelanders afraid of snakes? I'm, I'm a little shaky right now. <laughs> we'll, 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 bring you, we'll bring you back. We are, we are, uh, we're huge fans. The show is, I think, I think it's going to, it did well the first season. I think it's going to explode this, this second season because there is literally nothing like it on television. And you as Homelander... Uh, it, <laughs> You are that bizarre, you know, you capture that all-American superhero look, but you scare the F out of me when, yes. you, when, when you get that look because, and, and uh, man, you just nail it. There are times when you'll look at the other, uh, the, of the seven of the other superheroes, and they're super in, in just a couple of ways, uh, and you'll give a look and mother effort. It's a cave. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. unbelievable. And, and it's... Yeah. It's such an it, it's an I'm sorry to interrupt Anthony. It's such an interesting character because you're you're you know a Homelander can do whatever he wants to do. Anything. Yet, yet he is under the thumb of the the corporate uh, juggernaut, and that puts an interesting twist on a character like that as an actor. I would imagine it sure does, and and uh, you know it, it, it's a very it, it, you know that relationship with uh, Stillwell, uh, aka. Um, the lovely uh, Elizabeth Shue, uh, yeah, Elizabeth Shue. She's she's amazing. Uh, it's very Oedipal. It's very weird. It's very twisted. <laughs> and uh, like any good mummy figure, uh, and, <laughs> and I think of my my own real mother. You know, you're talking about the the looks that I give people. That is a true homage to my mum, because <laughs> I tell you what, that woman can look through you like <laughs> like ice, and uh, you know you've done wrong. So you're like, we're just really excited. The first season. Um, a little got, got some fans, and second season is better. So uh, hopefully, it continues. Well, what's great is that it, it combines. So we, we tell people you're, gonna, you're not going to hear language. This is arch language. There's viscera. There is um, uh, all sorts of stuff. But it comes together with also the riest of um, a sense of humor. You have Seth Rogen as one of the um, the producers. Yeah. 
And uh, how how hands on is he? Because you also have a great showrunner in uh, Eric Kripke. But yeah, Eric is Eric is uh, with a rubber mate, the road. That's uh, that's Eric's uh, contribution, and you know he really makes everything tick and keeps the, keeps the wheels turning. Uh, whereas Seth and Evan, um, as a as a duo, as a producing duo, you know they're all over everything. They're involved in everything, and you can feel their input through the whole thing. And uh, they've just been wonderful. They've been really great producers through the whole thing. And um, honestly, I. I I, I, I get really tired of uh, speaking like this because I sound like the most boring cliche actor, but this is kind of the dream job. It's like good material and uh, good good people up and down the chain. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the person that comes on the show that I can hate, uh, turn, around, turn around and hate, and, and then give you something like, hey, guess what? This person's a real dick. <laughs> Let's rip on them, but it's not yeah. happening yet. Anthony, I was I was surprised to find out that uh, that you're a Kiwi, you're for, from New Zealand, and but but Carl Urban is as well. Carl, one of the sweetest yeah. guys we've ever had in this studio. What a great guy! Super interview. Yeah. Um, did you guys you you grew up in that uh, you know being from New Zealand, a fairly small country? Uh, you both have made it onto the acting stage. Did you guys were you contemporaries uh, before your stars rose? Yeah, well, I mean, I, Carl's a little older than me, uh, not much, but but just a little bit. And uh, when he was doing Lord of the Rings and hitting overseas, I was running around the world, uh, gallivanting, partying, and drinking. So <laughs> we had a different trajectory, uh, somewhat. And then I, I sort of knuckled down, and uh, we came into each other's orbit. New Zealand was very small, so. I've known him for years, and honestly, uh, ever since ever since I met him, I've wanted to work with him. And then we've th- you know barbecues at each other's houses. We, we've threatened each other that we got to work together and all that. And then it just never really panned out because we were doing we were different different life paths. And then uh, this this came together, and I, I, I mean the, the suits all get cast earlier because we got to we got to make our suits, and they take yeah. about, uh, about six months to make. So. Uh, we were all sitting there waiting, going, "I wonder who's going to get cast." And then Carl turned up, and it was like, "Oh, this is going to be brilliant! Uh, uh, this is going to be yeah. this is going to be brilliant." Two Kiwis getting the butt heads. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's perfect. Amazing, you know, I didn't yeah, realize, right. you know, uh, um, Anthony, that, and, and I, I put two and two together because your hair is 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 you know blonde in this. I, I didn't recognize you, but you're on a show that I enjoy called Banshee. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is uh, which actually it, it, it actually takes place in in Pennsylvania. And um, yeah. and in a way, you were you were sort of um, you're you're a character in that that's not what he appears to be, and Homelander's kind of that way as well. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of similarities, you know, and, and in fact, not just with the character, but with those shows, you know, what what I've been finding is um, Fancy maybe had a, a, a little we 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 decided to end that before possibly before its time, but. Um, what I've been finding is that a lot of people that like Banshee are now crossing over to the boys and vice versa. So it's having sort of a, you know, it's having a mid-age facelift, if you like. Um, now that people are discovered, discovering the show after they've seen the boys, which is wonderful because they're both kind of in the same, they're not in the same genre, obviously, but they're, 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 they're kind of the same plot. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're both, uh, Really enjoyable, really violent, really uh, a little bit like a very heightened reality, and um, it, it, they're they're both a lot of fun. So 
it's uh, kind of a, the, the gift that keeps on giving is Banshee. Great. Anthony, I want to ask you about The Boys because um, I think it's a brilliant show, and, and I'm curious as to, uh, if you ever get this reaction. It's awesome. It's really well written. Uh, it's it's a, nothing like I've ever seen on TV before, and I hated it. Like I, It was so uh, made me so uncomfortable. I watched every episode. I, I, I can't wait for season two, but man, is like it's, it's so great, and you can't stop watching it, but it is difficult to watch. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, man. I'll, I'll be really glad when I walk down the street and stop getting fit on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. There's there, there's a scene in the first season. And for people, you can we can watch this at eight episodes of the first season. You can get out of the way and get on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a scene where you take a somebody with Homelander's power, and he has a score to settle, and he's searching for humans. And to me... And I don't know if you feel this way as well. Obviously, the soups are fascinating, but put yourself in the situation of a, of a person who does not possess the ability, who has somebody basically Superman and above who's got a score to settle with him. How would you respond to that? And that's why the show works so well. I don't know how you respond to that, and that is why the show works so well. You know, I think... I think you know there's so many, there's so much uh, graphic novel stuff out there at the moment. There's so many superheroes around, and what we've done is take all of that stuff, uh, give it a healthy dose of crack cocaine, and turn it on its head. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's really it's it's wonderful. You know, we've got this bastard child, and uh, AKA uh, virus number number two for 2020, and it's 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 just you know you know. We're in this environment where we can kind of get away with whatever we want. So yeah. those kinds of scenes, that, the scenarios that you're talking about, we can get away with. And, and people are really ripe for it, and they really want to see something different. And um, uh, I, I, I keep saying that, uh, that The Boys Season 2 is sponsored by COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... Uh... You know, we have this captive audience. So um, yeah. I, I just want the fans to get it and enjoy it because... Yeah, we bust our ass making it, and it's about time we get it out there. Three episodes of the second season start tomorrow, and then they'll roll out another uh, episode every week. So uh, it's on Amazon Prime if you haven't seen it yet. Anthony, congratulations on your success. Uh, we did hear this announcement of season three, so we'll talk to you again, my man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, dude, I- I can't wait, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Be done. You bet. Anthony Starr, guys. Yeah. Yeah. From the boys. It is one of the things also I love about it, Steve, is it's is maybe kick around this concept. Let's say that a superhero um, race exists, yeah, and just because you have these abilities um, doesn't mean you can go out and just take everything you want because no. then everybody's going to hate you because you're stealing. So in order for them to live a somewhat productive life. They have to be paid. They got to play the game. They, they have to play the game, but to the people that pay them. Yes. And they have to behave in a way those people want them to behave if they want to live a certain lifestyle. It, it is. And I never considered It's a that. parable for all sorts of things that no matter how powerful you are, there's someone who's yeah. who's who's pulling your strings. It was kind of like, um, what was the, the Will Smith movie? Uh, oh, Hancock. Yeah, Hancock, yeah. where he had to go live alone because mm-hmm. everybody detested him. Uh, even though he would save people, he would mess stuff up from time to time, and he had to answer, and he couldn't live a quote-unquote normal life. And they kind of explore that a little bit and how the corporate uh, uh, you know, home uh, base is the controlling part of it, and it's it's a wild concept. There's yeah. that. There's there's a, there's a sort of a a, a drug problem with the superheroes. Yes. They are sponsored. There are some who are actually in it for the real 
superhero. So take the Watchmen. That's why I think it resonates so much, why we love it so much also, because it's the Watchmen, but it's got um, it's got a level of depravity. So so if, if like, nine of the 12 superheroes were like the comic, uh, the comedian, yeah. uh, that's what you have. Very and, cool. And he had mentioned Elizabeth Shue, who's great in it, too. Uh, he has... Homelander has a mommy thing. It's a big fetish. It's, yeah. And it's, you're like, oh my, am I watching this? Is this really going on? Yeah. It's pretty wild. There's a so lot you know. of uncomfortability in oh watching that show. Yes. Well, I mean, Every episode. Honestly, yes. that scene where he's flying, he's, he's Homelander's flying over looking for Carl Urban. Yeah. And he's he's flying over a town and he's got super hearing. He's got the whole thing and super he's speed. He's super speed and he's just going in a grid crisscrossing and they're in this warehouse yeah. trying to keep quiet and yeah. keep out of his it, it'll scare the yeah. out of there's you. just a predator above you yeah. that is that's going to find you it's it's a really good show if you haven't seen it yet so did you finish the first season again uh yeah. one one episode left okay. i'll watch it today and yeah. then i'm all set for tomorrow and i'm going to try try to take my time <laughs> and not binge i i try to do that if it's something i really like yeah I don't want it to be over too quickly, well, so this is, you, I take my time on it. And they, you just said, like, it's three yeah. episodes, right? So the, I like that approach because I'm the same way. You want to watch all of them back to back to back, and but if it, if you're forced to wait a week, uh, you don't have an option. It does work, especially like HBO has this show about the Nexium called called the 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 uh, the Vow. Yes, two episodes uh, in now, uh, and it's riveting. I haven't seen the second episode. Yeah. I got to watch that this weekend uh, for sure. So looking forward to that. Uh, speaking of the weekend. Uh, something to keep you busy. Is everyone working for it? Everybody always working for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, something to keep you busy, listening wise, is, uh, and in fact, it starts today. Uh, yeah. MMR's A to Z homeschooled edition begins at noon today. Pierre Robert gets the honor of kicking that off and uh, heading into the long weekend. <laughs> hey, this is probably on the list. No doubt. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would think so once we get to the W's. So it starts today at noon, and it's the annual alphabetical countdown of everything that rocks. And it's just a, uh, a music that was compiled by our programming department. Uh, it's a majority of the MM archives. I, I don't think it's every single absolutely last song we have in the archives, but it is an overwhelming majority so of them. Our library is so extensive, you can shear off a piece of it, and still, there's, there's no station in the country that can pull off. This yep. and and honestly, have the balls to do that because you're going to hear some obscure stuff. You're going to hear some twelve, thirteen, fifteen, twenty minute you know songs, yeah. and uh, th- that's what I love about it. Yep, exactly. So uh, that source today is brought to you by the Bush Auto Group. Uh, fast, easy car buying online. Uh, BushAutoGroup.com. By the way. Um, Mm-hmm. What do we what do we do? We have a little time here, or do uh, we yes. need to take a break? Uh, we got a, a couple of minutes. I wasn't oh, sure. No, do you want to do Preston's Heroes? No, 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 no. We have uh, we have John David Washington coming up. I yeah. forgot, uh, and he's on at nine fifty. So, what do you want to do? I want to take a break. All okay. right, we cool with that? Yeah. All right, let's let's do that and come back in a moment if we have some time to kill between uh, the bizarre file and uh, John David. We'll spend some time talking about some other stuff, but I don't want to mess up that interview. So we'll take a break and we'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. MMR's annual musical education in everything that rocks is heading home to roost. Thursday at noon. Start your Labor Day weekend early with MMR's A to Z. The homeschooled edition. No new math or pop quizzes. Just thousands of songs covering everything from A to, well, Z. 
Duh. An alphabetical countdown lasting over a week with zero repeats. All your favorite songs. Ones that'll make you go, Oh, yeah. Tunes you haven't heard in ages to make you say, Oh, wow. And a few that'll undoubtedly elicit a, If you like Pina Colada. Oh, what the hell? MMR's A to Z, the homeschooled edition, presented by the Bush Auto Group. Fast, easy car buying online, bushautogroup.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything. And we mean everything that rocks. Nick had mentioned the Smith & Myers show at uh, Citizens Bank Park tonight, the live-in drive-in. Marissa had just gotten a call. <laughs> Uh, from some people who are drove all the way up from South Carolina, yeah, uh, to go to the show tonight, and they were asking Marissa, you know, where do you need to line up as far as uh, you know getting ready for the the show? And uh, she said, "Oh, it's just across from Xfinity Live." And they were like, "No, we're, we're not from here, yeah." So we have no idea what that means. So Marissa gave her the explanation. They're already in line <laughs> uh, for Smith and Myers right. tonight, and since they're from. South Carolina, I will use this phrase that they will understand. Bless your heart. <laughs> um, you don't need to get there that early, yeah. but that's okay. Hopefully, though, you can you can get there. That people were starting to line up when we went there for uh, Burt Kreischer around four thirty, something like sure, that, five sure. o'clock. Uh, and I think at a certain point, you're where you get in is where you get in. Now you 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 can have there are tickets. okay. There's no assigned parking. I don't believe so. At a certain point, and I might be wrong about that. No, there are. It depends on what type of ticket, ticket you bought. Exactly. I believe so. There's not a specific, uh, you know, like seat per se, gotcha. par- parking space, but there is an area uh, that you are sent to that you're privileged, to. right, Marissa? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, like a VIP area closer to the stage. Yeah, there's there's like the gold section, right. so on and so right, on. Right, right, right. And so uh, they'll direct you where to go, and you should be good to go. So if you guys want to go get something to eat, hang out for the day for a little while, there's no indoor dining right now, but you can eat outside in Philadelphia. Yes. Cheesesteak um, places around there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Sure. If you don't want to go too far, you can, and, and yeah, if you're from South Carolina and you're here, you got to... Go to Pass and Geno's. Yeah, you could James. do that. You yeah. go watch the ball game at the ballpark and uh, then go watch the flight. No, 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 you can't do, do that. that yeah, yeah, exactly. Go watch an Eagles game. No. Um, um, and roll in Temple. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, <laughs> that's tonight. And the Flyers play tonight, too. They do, well. yeah. So another must win. Uh, another so, must win, yeah. Game six, man. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, we have John David Washington, son of Denzel Washington, by the way. That's right. Uh, joining us in just a moment to talk about Tenet because he's the star of the movie. So Yuki's his uncle, right? Um, you assume? No, no, no. Uh, Yuki's his mother. No, because he is uh, he is uh, Denzel's cousin. Ah, so it would be John Grant's David's son. cousin as well. No, they're not. Uh, they're not brothers because that would if he, if it was John, if, yeah, if Yuki right. was John's uncle, that would be Denzel's brother. So he's his grandsister. He's his grandsister. <laughs> I think is how that works out. I think yeah. I think Yuki and Denzel are cousins. Are so they then, cousins? So John David would be cousin first removed. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. We're all clear on that. Great. Not yeah, really. Glad we got That's that cleared up. Cool. All right. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Five. B5 this morning brought to you by Cinch Propane Tank Home Delivery Service. It brings propane right to your doorstep, and you can place your order at cinch.com. We'll start with this. A man in Brisbane, Australia. Returned home to find two huge snakes so big that they had actually fallen through his kitchen ceiling on Monday. The carpet pythons measured nine and a half feet 
and 8.2 feet long, according to snake catcher Steve Brown, who removed them from the property. Fortunately, some funnel-web spiders came running out from under the couch and killed them. He said both these snakes were two of the fattest snakes I've seen, as in the amount of muscle they had. He's a fat snake. He said they were very well fed. The snake catcher posted the shocking find on Facebook, including a number of incredible photos in the post. <laughs> Does anyone give a rat's ass about that in Australia with all the stuff that can kill you? Brown revealed that his customer had found two very large coastal carpet pythons in his house. When he got home, he said, it wasn't until I got there that I found out that they had come crashing through the customer's uh, ceiling in the kitchen. That freaking big. When Brown arrived, he found one of the snakes next to the front door, the other one in the bedroom. Uh, the snake catcher said that it is breeding season for the snakes, and it's likely the two males were fighting over a nearby female uh, could it, who could have been in the roof or somewhere around the house. So they might have another one lurking oh, around Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, they were relocated about a half mile away from the man's house. Oh, yeah, why don't you just throw them out the window? <laughs> it's all right. We put them in your backyard. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is terrible. A Dallas man confessed to killing his wife and two children and he said he did it because he had a headache and they were being too loud. Murder. His own family. James Lee Webb called Come police on. about an hour after fatally shooting his wife, Victoria Bunton, and her, their two teenage sons. Horrible in East Dallas. Uh, the complainant and the suspect woke up together, began arguing about 10 a.m. because the suspect had a headache. And the complaint, uh, the complainant and two children were being too loud. During the argument, the suspect produced a handgun, shot the complainant at least two times, causing her death, and then turned his weapon on the teens. Unbelievable. Waited an hour before calling 911. The suspect stated, this according to the police, uh, that he was tired of all three of the victims yelling and telling him that there was nothing wrong with him, so he shot them. Uh, Webb, who was charged with capital murder, was booked into the Dallas County Jail, so you can bet he's going to jail for a long time. If it time. wasn't that, it would have been something else. Yeah. In California, a bear... Wandered inside a grocery store on Tuesday night, nonchalantly grabbed a bag of Tostitos chips in his mouth, and then headed back outside, and it was all caught on camera. And he wasn't wearing a mask. Adina Bedou shot the video at the Safeway grocery store on the northern shore of Lake Tahoe near the Nevada border. <laughs> Bedou was walking out of the store with her cart, and that's when she took the first video showing the bear eating garbage next to a trash can. He went outside. It's like being at Wawa. Yeah. He's just hanging out by the trash yeah. can <laughs> and uh, munching on his Tostitos. Stuff is great. Mm-hmm. I always come to Wawa's garbage. Uh, Bedou then took her cart to her van and came back to shoot the other two videos. And during that time, the bear had wandered inside the store. I mean, he walked past, like, fresh, like, food, yes. right? Like, yeah, he walked yeah. past, like... There's no accounting for taste. <laughs> no. Well, bears love... Do they love, like, donuts and chocolate? Yeah, and absolutely. That's their thing. Uh, so he wasn't in there for long, however. I like chocolate as... croissants. They're really good. <laughs> you like pound chocolate? Oh, oh, my God. It's like chocolate in a croissant. Uh, video Delicious. shows the bear. I've often wondered if you could take two pieces of Wonder Bread and put a Hershey bar between them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they show, the video shows the bear grabbing the bag of chips and wandering away. Mm. No injuries were reported. He was just uh, going in to pick up some snacks. That's pretty much it. Uh, an ornate fountain in eastern Belgium has given up an object that it held for more than a century, and it is actually the physical heart of the city's first mayor. 
The organ sealed in a jar of alcohol. We just throw coins into our fountains. Inside a small zinc casket was found during renovation of the fountain. That's amazing. Uh, the casket is now on show in the city's Museum of Fine Arts. I'm sure the mayor was happy to be reunited with it. Uh, mayor Pierre <laughs> David died in 1839. Oh. Uh, but the fountain named after him was only inaugurated in 1883. Uh, an engraving on the casket says it was placed in the monument at the time. Uh, it reads, the heart of date of Pierre David was solemnly placed in the monument on 25 June 1883. And then below it in Latin, Taco Cat. Uh, the, <laughs> that's a palindrome. Yes, it is. Uh, the alderman for public works, Maxime Dagi, said, an urban legend has become reality. The casket was in the upper part of the fountain, right near the bust of Pierre David behind a stone, which we had removed during the fountain's renovation. Uh, they said the casket found by the builders... Uh, was in really impeccable condition. What uh, an impeccable casket. Uh, Mayor Pierre David died in a fall uh, at 68 while working in his hayloft in 1839. I'm going to be working in my hayloft. The city <laughs> authorities launched a collection fund for a monument to honor him and his family's consent surgeons <laughs> removed his heart so that it could be entombed in the monument. He was dead at that point, correct? He was dead, yeah, yes. Yeah. So they didn't remove his still-beating heart. Uh, then took decades for the city to collect enough money to erect a suitable, ornate monument, which they did. So, I don't know. What are they going to do with the, the city? Uh, there are arguments over how to best honor the city's first mayor. Um, oh, no. No? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no? no? Never mind. Mayor! Anyway, I don't know what they're going to do with the heart. I Throw guess they're going to put it in a museum. <laughs> Throw it away. <laughs> I mean, on, they're going to feed it to the yeah, mayor. Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Barrel like it. Yeah. What do you, what do you do with it anyway? I mean, I think they'll put it in a museum. Okay. Probably right. uh, turn it into a, a pot pipe. All right, and then one last thing. Let's go with this. The Vatican is establishing a new department that will try to disassociate the reverence of the Virgin Mary with Italian organized crime. Mafia groups have, for more than a century, uh, misused the figure of the Virgin Mary, one of the most important biblical characters and symbols in Catholicism, to bolster their legitimacy. The new department at the Pontifical International Marian Academy, the Vatican's premier academy for Mariology, which is the part of Christian theology dealing with the mother of Jesus Christ, now wants to put an end to it. Jesus Christ. In a letter to, <laughs> in a letter to uh, Father Stefano Cecchin. Uh, Pope Francis welcomed the move, saying I that... I don't it, think the Virgin Mary should be associated with the mafia. Uh, saying that it aimed to free the Madonna from superstructures, powers, or conditioning that does not correspond to the gospel criteria of justice, liberty, honesty, and solidarity. Mafia groups have hijacked the Madonna's veneration in order to present themselves as having God on their side. Yes. So they're not having it anymore. I'm not the We're no longer standing for this. At the uh, Vatican. So they're going to try to end that somehow or another. All right. That's what I have in the bizarre file. Our guest is on the line and ready to go. He's in the Buzz movie. Yes. This is the first real big movie to come out yeah. uh, in COVID times. And from one of the most uh, prominent directors around. That is absolutely correct. So the film is called Tenet. Yes. And let's find out about it. Please welcome the star of the film, Mr. John David Washington. Hey! To the show this morning. John David, good morning, sir. Good 
morning. I have to say, I was cracking up with the, the voice echo. Can we have more of that during our interview? Absolutely. It was an honor to have you on this movie that apparently highlights in a version. <laughs> hey, John David. I'm motivated now. <laughs> Before we go anywhere with the film, and we're going to dive deep into this, we were, we were discussing your relation to Yuki Washington, and is he... Is he a cousin first, or do you even know Yuki Washington, who is an anchor here in Philadelphia? I, I uh, yeah, I, uh, the, the, I, I just, I think I just came into this information. Okay, <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> okay. We, we've always known him as, as your dad's cousin, so we assumed you're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. cousin yeah. first removed or something like that. <laughs> well, they, they both have good hair, so he must be in the family. <laughs> Done deal. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the telltale sign. <laughs> Done deal. Okay, so tenant. <laughs> Written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan's movies tend to confuse me. They're amazing, but they are... Memento. you, you got to pay attention, yes. man. Um, <laughs> tell us about you as an actor, reading the script, following the storyline. Did it take some work? Well, uh, it took a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm a college-educated man. I feel like I'm, I'm not an idiot. I, I can, I'm pretty confident. And it took me four hours to read a script, so I was... <laughs> For the first time I read it, it was uh, it's it's that complex. But at the same time, um, it's actually at least with the story, with the characters, it's it's easier to follow. And I would suggest when people watch this, just trust the characters and enjoy what you're watching because it is a spectacle. It's a it's an event film, and uh, it's it's something unlike anything we've ever seen before. Well, you know, it's funny because they made a big thing out of the fact that Tom Cruise actually, you know, went out to see the movie in a theater. Yeah. Uh, and and that's a but Chris Nolan is known for that 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 sort of impact that sort of buzzworthy film and he's known to be very meticulous. What was your experience? Because you've worked with Spike Lee and you've worked with some great directors. What was the experience like with Christopher Nolan? You know, it, it exceeded my expectations. I mean, this is the you know this is a master. I think he's one of the greatest directors of all time. So I was you know I was coming in you know humble, ready to go, actor for hire. Yes, sir. No, sir. Point me where, and I'll say the line exactly how you want. But it was quite the opposite experience. He wanted, he really wanted. I felt like a, uh, like a teammate, you know, like a, like a collaborator, like a collaborator. Wow. And that uh, was a great feeling that he trusted my instincts, wanted my instincts. He wanted um, spontaneity. He welcomed, you know, ad libs and that, you know, and then just um, being able to go with the flow. I mean, he literally said to me. Um, like we'll adjust to you. He said that from time to time. When you now, when Christopher Nolan, the great Christopher Nolan, says, "Don't worry about it. We'll adjust to you. Do what you do." Uh, you don't think that's real? It's like, okay, so I must be an exception <laughs> right now. This isn't really happening. So, uh, so just to, I say that story to say that he just had a, a great amount of trust and belief in me, and uh, well, I, that, I couldn't believe it. It was great. That's amazing because when you talk of uh, directors on that level, and Christopher Nolan also did the amazing Dunkirk and and, so, and some of the other movies. When they're that able to direct that big, they usually don't have time to indulge or, or seek the input from the actor. So the fact that he did that has got to be a big compliment. I mean, it just it just goes to to why I think there's a, there's a reason why his, his films are consistent and why we keep going back. And he's always you know pushing the culture forward. And and I think I got I was made privy to why you know I got to peek behind the curtain. And see why, because I think he really enjoys performance. I think he loves um, yeah. what actors bring to it, and I think he relies on uh, performances more than I thought, more than I gave him credit for for his high concept, crazy, um, <laughs> you know, themes. So, so at the heart of it, he's still just telling a story about human beings. 
So, so well, sometimes human beings, so, you know. I'm going yeah, right. to ask you to do, uh, I'm sure virtually impossibly, but give us a sort of succinct teaser syn- synopsis of what we can expect in this film. Because I don't know anybody who has a grasp on, a, on exactly what it's about. Um, well, you, you take the spy espionage action high octane genre, put it in a Christopher Nolan blender, and you will have a smoothie like you've never had. Before. <laughs> well, that that was well done. Yeah, you want to see the reverb on that? See, that was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, John David, can I just switch gears uh, one second? Because uh, I-, I loved your character in uh, the show Ballers on HBO, and I had no- and I had no idea why you were so good and so believable as a football player in that show. You played like college ball and were drafted by, or actually, I'm sorry, you were invited to the uh, the Rams uh, football camp in, in like 2006. Is that correct? That's correct. I was an undrafted free agent. I attended Morehouse College and I broke some records. Very proud of those. And uh, right after I broke some records and was the man, I sat the bench in St. Louis for two years. So um, <laughs> I guess you can say I was doing a lot of character study. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you but, got there, man. That's yeah. still an amazing achievement. Yeah. So what is what it was training camp like? Because I mean, we're we're going uh, not we, but uh, they're going through it right now. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think about those guys, especially people that were in my position, the undrafted rookies, that you need all the reps you can get. You need tape. You need film. You need those preseason games. So I can't imagine what they're going through, you know, with the COVID situation, that uh, their reps are, have been sort of taken from them due to the uh, pandemic and safety first. Camp was, was, was hard, um, not just the physical part of it, obviously, but there was the mental, mental part because at any moment you felt like you can get cut. Even when you make the team, or when I, in my case, I made the, um, the practice squad, which you're part of the team until Sunday, every week you didn't know if you're on a chopping block or not. So, like the, the show Hard Knocks, I don't know if y'all familiar with uh, that. Yes, yeah, I watch absolutely. it religiously, yeah. It, it, it really accurately depicts what it's like and what the experience is. And imagine that, though, through the whole season. That was kind of my life during St. Louis. So, I enjoyed it, though. I loved it, but I didn't know if I was going to be there every week. So, every week was like the Super Bowl week for me was like um, every practice was like a game for me. I took it very seriously because I had to. I had to fight for everything, every paycheck I got in the league. And uh, it sort of prepared me because I've taken those same uh, lessons and those same preparation into the work I have today. So even if I see my name on the call sheet, yeah. whether it be one or 57, I'm like, this could be my last day. Yeah. So, you know, I always keep that mentality with me, always. Yeah, I, well, listen, you had to, you have to have a certain, like, discipline in order to reach the levels that you reached in football. I, I don't recall who your coach was, whether it was uh, Dick Vermeil or Jeff Fisher. It was uh, it was uh, Scott Linehan. Scott Linehan. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was only there for a hot minute, I guess. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to quickly, as I know we have limited time with you, I wanted to ask you, you also have Michael Caine, Kenneth Branagh in the movie, and you have... The new Batman, Robert Pattinson. Did he get word that he got that role while you were filming? Well, let me just tell you. I'll put it like this: He was born to play the role. How he? I think his Bruce Wayne is going to be incredible. I think that's the key to Batman. Like, what? Is, how? How is Bruce Wayne? Because you know what the vigilante is. So uh, I think he's a remarkable artist, and uh, he's going to kill it. Love now, there's it. a trailer out already, and he looks great. So. He does. He does. And this trailer for Tenet looks fantastic. Everyone's very excited. Yeah, and excited to go see a movie, which is uh, which is awesome. Yes, you know, yeah. All right, well, listen, Tenet in theaters uh, starting uh, tomorrow. So. We're looking forward to it. Yes. <laughs>
right, thank you, John David. Good to have you on this morning, John David uh, Washington. Best, best of luck, man. We'll talk to you. We'll so you tell Yuki you said hi. <laughs> All right, see you later. Uh, yeah, you can get uh, reserve tickets at fandango.com slash tenet film spelled t-e-n-e-t so there you go i met his dad once in 1996 you did yeah i, I was uh, i think i told you guys this we at the olympic wait no i was in la, LA and, yeah. and i was in i had to get a passport i was in the federal building in la and oh and, my god and, it's nick McElroy. well so you know it's just one of those things steve we're like we got in the elevator at the same time and then we were both heading out of the parking lot in the same direction his car yeah. was parked two cars down from where mine was i swear to god i wasn't following him but for me it's meeting one of the greatest actors of all time for denzel it's the schlub in the in the you know in the elevator and but he Remember it forever. Forever, yeah. And yeah. he could not have been a nicer guy. We had a brief exchange. Um, I told him that Glory was one of my all-time favorite movies, and he asked me if I'd seen Courage Under Fire, which yeah. was out of the time. And I lied, and I said, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. But I hadn't seen it yet. But it, I love know. animated movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's live action. I'm wondering how I would be with, with Denzel face-to-face, because we had... We had Jay Farrow in here, who does the most spot-on Denzel Washington <laughs> yeah. uh, impression. And so he turned it on me and acted as if he, I was speaking to Denzel. And he intimidated the hell out of yeah. me with Denzel's, you know, intimidating character right. roles. Like the, well, the Equalizer, you know, or, or yeah. Training Day. Or, or, yeah, or he, he was kind of, I, I got the feel of, of uh, Frank from uh, American Gangster you know, yeah, that, that yeah. he was throwing at me. And and I was just like, man, I think I would cave yeah. around yeah. Denzel. He's so suave, smooth, excellent, intimidating, good looking. He's everything. He's so man. good. The Equalizer Two was on last night. They're oh. making another one. Yeah, and just the way he's interacting with the people that get in and out of the lift. You know, he's a lift driver. You yeah. know, and his. You see how a pro does. You see how a masterful actor does those things that. And you go, oh, oh, wow, that was cool. You know, oh. so, something that seems very pedestrian to us, they make it work. He's great. And the, the line that you get from Denzel in, in most movies when you know that in just a short amount of time you're going to die is, my man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, goes, my did man. I do that? <laughs> right? That was, that's that was his... J. Little White. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly certain Denzel Washington would hate my guts. I just I he's actually so. said it yeah. publicly. <laughs> why? Why do you? Why I do you don't so? know. Probably because um, the Running Away Club. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or the Pine Club. All right, all right. Club. You want to run away? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. But you don't. You what? Stay and you do what you need to do. <laughs> what are you running from, son? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You don't run away. You make it run to you. <laughs> That's how you do it. Denzel confronts. You compel it to run to you. The running away club. <laughs> What's your favorite Denzel movie? Malcolm X. Is it okay? It's, I think it's, a, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, there's so many. Yeah. Oh. Glory is incredible. Glory um, is a masterpiece. Um, uh, Malcolm X, I think, is is uh, Spike Lee's. Though uh, Black Klansman, we just... Um, yeah, but, uh, but uh, that, that's great as well. But Malcolm X is is the masterpiece. Uh, but f- Flight. Uh, um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He is. The, the, if Man. you want to see an incredible sequence when the plane is going down and he he calls he calls in the stewardess and says you know because he knows the black box recorder is on. If you have so, say, you want to say something to your family, say it here. You know, get it on get it on the recording. It's just like unbelievable. Yeah, that movie takes some turns you don't expect. I thought it was a, I thought it was a movie about flying. Yeah, and it's a movie about alcoholism. Really, it's yeah. about a zebra that enters the. Uh, no, 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 that's Kentucky crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> a very different movie. <laughs>
Uh, I, I, yeah, that's why I didn't. You say know what? Anything. Hang on a second, Nick. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up his IMDb because, and I know we we got to take a break here in just a second. But... Says he twi- he uh, medaled in taekwondo at the oh, Olympics. Oh, I did not know that. That was George Lopez. Uh, yeah, everything from um the Equalizer, the two Equalizer movies, Flight. I'm just gonna go down these and uh and I'm I'm gonna skip a few along the way because yeah. God, American Gangster. Wow, great yeah. movie. Wow. Uh, Manchurian Candidate, uh, which was a remake. Antoine Fisher, man, that was, he's more of a supporting character than that, yeah. but he was, he was fantastic in that. John Q is a good movie. Training Day, obviously amazing. Academy Award. Remember the Titans, The Hurricane. The Bone Collector is one that I like too. Oh, Hurricane, man, he's a badass in that. Uh, Fallen, uh, is a pretty intense Fallen movie. is a good movie. Yeah. Fire Truck. Fallen <laughs> is a good movie. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> And people forget that it's 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 a genre movie. It's like yeah. a horror movie, but it's really good. Has he ever done a comedy? Yes, he did. Uh, Philadelphia, Nerd <laughs> Philadelphia, which is also hashtag Philadelphia. It's him and Tom. It's a buddy movie. Yeah. And uh, it was a guy. sequel to Turner and Hooch. <laughs> yeah, uh, you kind of skipped over Inside Man. And if you haven't seen Inside I don't know. Man, I movie, yeah. it's really really good. Um, Clive Owen plays a, a bank robber, and Denzel's trying to crack uh, who, who's stealing these diamonds and. Uh, it's very tense, but it's really well done. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going in reverse order, in reverse chronological order. Um, Crimson Tide, that's Guilty Pleasure. Yes. Uh, Philadelphia is a great movie. Pelican Brief. Uh, Malcolm X, obviously mentioned that's probably my favorite performance of his. Uh, Glory is incredible. It's just incredible. Um, Ooh, and, two. and then it starts to go down to his TV stuff. Like, he was on St. Elsewhere, man. Yeah. He was. He did TV work. Uh, just a, an amazing talent. But, yeah, I would be, Nick, if I was... If I was front face to face with him, I'd be yeah. scared. It's a little intimidating. Yeah, but he's he's amazing. Yeah, Yuki's much nicer than. I mean, not that Denzel isn't nice, but Yuki's less intimidating. I should say. <laughs> Wait, did Yuki just tweet it? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yuki tweeted out to us, gentlemen. His grandfather and my grandfather were first cousins. I've been told D and I are second cousins. Once removed, so third cousins? Question mark. Okay. As far as John David, so so Yuki is not. Denzel's grandsister. No. no. He's his second cousin. <laughs> okay. Once removed. I, I, I have no ability to perceive or or work these first and second cousin scenarios out. I don't understand. I'm, I think it's just enough that he shares a bloodline. That they, And you know what? I'm sure... Denzel says he's thrilled to share the same bloodline with Yuki Washington. I'm I'm uh, on 23andMe, and and oh, they, they, they show these graphs yeah. that explain very clearly how the <laughs> once-removed thing, you know, they, they've got yeah. mm-hmm. you know, uh, arrows pointing to, and and I still... <laughs> Can't get it. Don't understand. Oh, no. I, I don't my care. Dad know, my dad totally gets that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he can, oh, yeah, that's your third cousin twice removed, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he can explain oh, it yeah. all he can, out? He can tear right through this. My cousins do this all the time, and it doesn't matter to me. We're cousins, and that's all Identical that matters. Identical cousins. <laughs> We're cousins. <laughs> Identical cousins, and you'll find they walk alike, they talk alike, at times but, they No, I've found alike. that I have, like, like in the area, I have fourth cousins. They're nowhere near really related to me. You know what I mean? Hello, some my that, name is Reginald Elliott. Some that you would consider, uh, you know, a member of the family. Sure. So it does make It'd a difference. Right is this the chart that you're talking about from 23andMe It's not. This one's not from 23andMe, okay. but it's similar to it. Yeah, and, and you can see how far you have to go back uh, to grandparents, you know, and a couple of different grandparents down the road uh, to say that, yeah, you're my third cousin. And you're. it's so far Wait, away. So- 
that it's like, like Jebediah Elliott. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> All right, anyhow. He actually's from Shelbyville. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> like, sometimes I hate you guys, but like right now. Right now you, you love me? Yes. And us, all of us. All right. Uh, there's a new Daily Rush video out. You can go to PrestonandSteve.com and check out a video called Wet Ass Succulents. <laughs> it says here in the description, Manthe effing with some wet ass succulents. Bring a bucket and a mop for these wet S succulents. That was a polarizing conversation. I had people who hated the succulent conversation, and then I had people who are like, I didn't realize, Preston, that naming your succulents oh, like yeah. pets yeah. is a thing. I guess so. And I my my, my Twitter yeah. account got flooded with people wow. proudly showing their succulent I pictures. I just put my succulent pictures up on Instagram because I forgot to do it the other day. If you've ever wanted to see Kathy's succulent, you can now see a photo of it. So my mom named trees when uh, she planted trees in her yard. Yeah. Uh, she named them. You know, so like, you remember the names? Yeah. Well, she named right after people. So like oh. the one tree in her back in our in the backyard was Patsy. That was okay. uh, my mom's sister. And then the people that moved in, they cut that tree down, and my mom was so upset. Rat, rat bastards. Yeah. But actually, Patsy grew back. Oh, so, right. yeah. Well, okay. Uh, so anyhow, you can watch the wet-ass succulents now at <laughs> PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment, and uh, we'll test your knowledge on today's program with a lesson question. Stay there. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do today's lesson question, give away a digital download, The Flash, the complete sixth season. And the question that we're going to ask this morning is, what two specific items does Gene Simmons want to order in his box of chicken? (laughs) It's the only thing he'll take in his box of chicken. Right. 215-263-263. WMMR. Let's see if you know that. What two specific items Gene Simmons want to order in his box of chicken? Call now. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. It's brought to you this morning by Sequoia Outback. Fall is the perfect time for enjoying dinner on the patio or drinks in the deck. You can get your yard ready with the end-of-season showroom clearance sale at Sequoia Outback. Route 309 in Hatfield. Or DeckSupplies.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, former Real Hi- Real Housewives of New Jersey stars Teresa and Joe Judice have officially split, finalizing their uh, 20-year marriage. Both Teresa and Joe say they knew the relationship was over years ago, but they stayed together to torture their children. Yeah. Oh, my God. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle expanding on that multi-year deal that they signed with Netflix. As part of the agreement, Harry and Meghan have agreed to star in a reality show where they run a roadside tiger zoo. <laughs> oh. And finally, rapper Akon is moving forward with plans to build his own $6 billion metropolis called Akon City in Senegal. Akon City will, will be situated next to San Francisco, but Cisco is in the thong song song. <laughs> yes, we're anyway, that's all we're trying. Alrighty, let's see. If we I can... drank hot Ducachino on my, my, my tongue. My tongue is swelling up. Let's see if we can get an answer to this uh, lesson question. Uh, what two specific items does Gene Simmons want to order in his box of chicken? And I'm going to go to Carrie for that. Carrie, good morning. Hi, good morning. All right, Carrie, what are the two specific items that uh, Gene Simmons wants in his uh, box of chicken? Butts and nuts. Yes. Yeah! You're right. 
butts and nuts. Hang on a second, Carrie. Digital download The Flash, the complete sixth season after Fast and Furious year. Team Flash anticipated things to slow down, but in season six, the team contends with an all-new villain called Bloodwork. You can own it now on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Hmm. All right, so uh, Slipknot frontman Corey Taylor sharing another glimpse into his upcoming solo album with a song called HWY666. I think it means Highway 666. Uh, he teased the song on social media yesterday, reminding fans that his album, uh, CMFT, will be released. Pretty young thing. No, it's uh, Corey Mother Effing Taylor's. Oh, okay. stands for, uh, on August 2nd, by the way. Uh, Hailstorm bassist Josh Smith thinks that it is important for musicians to speak out on political issues. In an interview, he said, music has always been about protest, and for someone to say just stick to the music is so backward. Uh, the whole point of music is to protest and self uh, is is protest and self reflection. He has some strong feelings on boneless chicken, Preston, <laughs> and seeing things and telling people about them lyrically. He said, "I saw this recently with Tom Morello, and I think that uh, someone said the same kind of thing to him. I mean." He has a degree from Harvard in social science, so who better than Tom Morello to talk about it? I think it's ridiculous a ridiculous thing to suggest. R.E.M., Haley Williams, and Death Cab for Cutie are a few of the artists who have contributed previously unreleased cover songs to a compilation album called Good Music to Avert the Collapse of American Democracy. The project comes out tomorrow, and all net proceeds will benefit Fair Rights, a voting rights organization. Uh, the 40 song collection features REM uh, singing Begin the Begin, uh, which was recorded live in Hampton, Virginia in 1989. That's a Benny Goodman song, is it not? I believe it's definitely an, a, an old band, uh, big band song for sure, but I'm not sure if it was Benny, uh, Benny Goodman or not, but it, you may be right, Steve. Uh, so there are a lot of different groups on this, and uh, I didn't get a chance to read my music news ahead of time this morning because I was late getting to work, so. I'm just kind of skimming through this stuff, if you don't mind. Uh, okay. How about this? Ex-Guns and Roses and Velvet Revolver drummer Matt Sorum has posted his solo remake of Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down online. Uh, he tackled the classic in an effort to raise awareness and funds to battle COVID-19. He said, I made this video in the desert near Pioneer Town after speaking with my good friends and partners in Brazil. Brazil's like a second home to me, and I travel there often before the pandemic to work on projects with my company. Uh, since then, we have moved our global project into working on COVID-19 and supporting hospitals. We started the crowdfunding space and raised much-needed funds to help with the situation and medical supplies. So if you want to check out the video and make a donation, you can certainly do that. You think a guy like that can live off the GNR money that he made? or Because he wasn't an original member of the band. He didn't write the songs, yeah. so he doesn't get songwriting money from that. Uh, That's a so good question. I hope he saved his money. <laughs> right. Uh, because how you live off of it usually yeah. is residual uh, pay from writing, you know, having an ownership in the material. Yeah. Maybe so. Duff McKagan is a uh, financial advisor for him. Yeah, yeah you never know. Duff yeah. McKagan is a, uh, like a, a whiz at finances. Both Mick Jagger and Keith Richards remember making a choice to come back in 1973, showcasing a mellower side of the Rolling Stones. I remember that. <laughs> and set for release tomorrow is the deluxe expanded Goat's Head Soup reissue, the album's lead single, Angie. Angie. 
Uh, was released on August 20th, 19th. Wait, there's a goat head in my soup. <laughs> 73, 11 days before the album, and scored the band its second chart topper of the new decade. So you are not fond of that song because your sister's name is Angie. Correct. Mm-hmm. And you don't want a song that romantically makes you think about your sister. No, it wasn't that. No. It just kind of drove me crazy. But I would... I would poke fun at her by going, Angel. Keith Richards, who was the primary writer of the Rooster Years before, uh, which was the most unlikely single ever. I'm sorry. That's the wrong line. (laughs) Keith Richards, who was the primary writer of the song, said for the Stones to put out a ballad was unusual, but we put out Little Red Rooster Years Uh, before. That's the line there. Uh, which was the most unlike, you know, some of the uh, some of the improv that you have been come to know as. <laughs> You're not the only one, Preston. Uh, no, clearly it's an issue that even famous people deal with. Uh, he said, "I think that's one of the things I really liked about the band, especially in the early years. You know, toss it in on a dime and say, yep, that's a damn good record, and that makes a change, and it makes a change. Let's do it.'" Uh, so the reissue comes out tomorrow, by the way. Oh, and Steve, one last thing. We had a, a death in the world of rock and roll. The second member of Scotland's 1970s heartthrobs, the Bay City Rollers. Aww. Yes. Guitarist Ian Mitchell died of cancer uh, at the age of 62. He was from Northern Ireland and joined the band in 1976 at the age of 17 after serving an apprenticeship in the minor league rollers group called Young City Stars. Uh, Mitchell's death comes just two years after the band's co-founding bassist, Alan Longmuir, had died at 70 in 2018. That band has an interesting history because um, after Ed Sullivan, obviously with the famous appearance by the Beatles, Howard Cosell yeah. had a, uh, who was a journalist as well as sports uh, writer, they gave him a Saturday night show, a variety show a la Ed Sullivan, and so they reeled out the Bay City Rollers... I think the show was live. The Bay City Rollers as the new Beatles. Oh, no. What band wants to get that placed on them? And Howard Cosell? Howard was Cosell the host? was the variety. And, and Nick, if you could look up, I think. Oh, I did I'm, not know that. Uh, I think it was called uh, This Is Your Regular Saturday Night thing. Yeah, This Is Your Regular Saturday Night <laughs> with Howard Cosell. I'm Howard Cosell. <laughs> and I'm going to be your regular Saturday night thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, and that's it in music news. Well, okay, I wanted to add a, a, a little uh, nugget for music news, if you don't mind. Yeah, well, so um, because Jackson's Local Shots Band of the Month is... what? Well, it's not fish. No, because okay. it's local bands, yeah. and they're not necessarily local. Uh, but you, t- you took me off of my center, and I can't remember the name of the band. Mo, Mo Lauda and the Humble okay. is their band former of the month. Intern. And our former intern, Jordan, is the lead singer and guitarist of that band. And they're awesome, and I love them. And they have a new album called Ready Coat. It just came out this year, so I wanted to give them a plug and check right. them out. Uh, they're really, really good. I love their sound. I thought they changed the name of the band. Yeah, they. I think they tried to maybe change it to the Humble, and then um, uh, they... Went back to Mo yeah, because I remember Jordan saying that Mo Loud and the Humble was a little wordy. Mm-hmm. It was, it was kind of confusing, but they went back. How about to Mumble? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he's great. Uh, he's yes. great, great yep. singer, great songwriter. Uh, yeah. we we're very impressed. Uh, so, all right, cool. New music out from them. Thank you, Casey, and thank you, dear friend, for being you. <laughs> we love you, and so does Annabelle. Annabelle loves you. Annabelle wants you to get. <laughs> 
take us to see Tenet. <laughs> uh, we'll take callers 20 and 21. <laughs> I got a bill greeting in the kitchen today. Oh, yeah? How did it go? Morning. Morning. Kathy? <laughs> Were you even on the call yesterday? Kathy, what's the best part of waking up? <laughs> He was, getting in cup, Bill. he was getting coffee. He was getting coffee. All right. Um, <laughs> callers 20 and 21 at 215-263-WMMR, <laughs> and I will give you a Fandango carrier code uh, to see the film. And uh, it is in theaters tomorrow, but it, it looks like a, a wild movie, and it was really cool. Having uh, John David Washington yes. on a few minutes ago. He's excited about that. So, uh, Yuki Washington's grandsister. <laughs> We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us because we give away our Word of the Week prize when we return. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Mo Lauda and the Humble. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Mo Lauda and the Humble, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Ready to wrap up our uh, program here in just a moment. And uh, pave the way for Pierre Robert and the very cool A to Z Homeschooled Edition. Uh, starting in less than two hours, in about an hour and 20 minutes or so. And uh, then that's that's a journey that lasts a while. It's It's a... It's a long but awesome musical journey that we invite you to travel along with. It's great uh, for all of it if you can, but uh, bits and pieces are nice too. And and if you at some point over the weekend, you know, forget that this is going on, you turn your radio on and you go, "Am I listening to MMR?" Uh, that's why, because we're pulling out some some pretty cool special pieces of music that get played from time to time. Sure, sure. Uh, some uh, are regular things that you hear on MMR, but every now and then you'll hear something pop up and go, wait a minute, oh, wow, yeah. And then then he has some fun trying to figure out what the next song's going to be. It's just a, it's a, it's a great event. So uh, that Excuse me, you know, as I'm coughing on the air. Uh, I, I wanted to mention something, though, that relates to this. The first rock station that I worked at um, had like a... I think a song playlist of about 140 songs <clears throat> in, in in its entirety. Compare that to what we're going to play. Thousands. Thousands of songs. <laughs> All right. Thank you to Kevin Nealon. Kevin was uh, in a great mood this morning. Good to talk to him. And he is uh, live streaming a special called Kevin Nealon Behind the Mask. Uh, it is September 12th. And you can uh, get the tickets for that. Or you can purchase uh, the viewing uh, through Rush Ticks which is a streaming platform. So you can go to rushtix.com, tix spelled T-I-X. Uh, it was great to have Anthony Starr. Uh, sorry, yes. Anthony. Sorry, not Anthony. Anthony Starr, who is uh, the, the actor who plays Homelander on a show we love called The Boys. And season two of this is on Amazon Prime starting tomorrow. So do yourself a favor. Uh, and you uh, eight episodes. Yeah, you, you can knock that off, you and can. then get right on board, and uh, you won't regret it. Kathy was asking, so this is a superhero show, <laughs> not uh, not for Chase. No, superhero no, show. no, no, not no, for no, kids, no, 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 really. No. You know, Kathy, have you ever asked, your, ever asked yourself the question, "What if a woman superhero engaged in certain sexual acts with a guy? What would happen?" Oh, yeah, boy. this. Uh, oh, oh yeah, they yeah. answered. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. messed <laughs> up, man. Yeah, it's it messed, is up. messed up. Uh, and then thank you to John David Washington. Yeah. 
son of Denzel, star of Tenet. And he was super nice, and he loved Steve's reverb unit. <laughs> he kept requesting it, so... Uh, that was cool. And the movie is in select theater starting today, which is cool. Pierre Robert is here. Aha! You're wearing the mask that my wife bought for you. Oh, I love it. Oh, and, oh, it, it, and okay. So it's it's the front of a VW bus, and he's got a VW bus shirt on, too. Right. And similar uh, And it matches color tones. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I love Look at it. you. Color-coordinated uh, thing. Yeah. You laid out your outfit last night before you went to bed. And oh, yeah. Got your Ironed breakfast it. ready. Yeah. Yes, Ironed yes, everything. Yes. Yeah. What time did you go to bed last night? Three thirty. Uh, <laughs> hey, Pierre's wearing jorts. Ah, been wearing shorts, jean shorts, jorts. Yeah, corduroy kind of. Are they? Yeah, yeah. The, I don't think those are denim. Are they? No, they're not no. denim. They're corduroy. Oh, they're like chinos. Okay, they're like uh, they're they're shorts, chino shorts. Oh, this is what I wanted to mention. Or like oh. a chute chino okay. suit. Yeah. What I wanted to mention is that the uh, in the bizarre file, the bear story in the uh, store <laughs> at Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Is a quarter of a mile from my house. Really? I yeah. shopped at that store yes, when yeah. I came to visit you a couple of years ago. Yeah. How, Safe, uh, what's the bear population like in that area? It's quite overwhelming now. Is it? Yeah. Um, I remember uh, when, when we came to visit you, sorry to inter- interrupt here, but uh, there are bear sightings all the time. And all it, the time. And so they'll end up in a, in a Safeway, for example, because, and you'll just kind of hear it through the grapevine. It's like, yeah, there was one down the road over there, and six people that were driving saw it crossing the street or whatever. And there's, there's pretty much just the one road that goes around the entire lake, and it can be an issue because they'll cross the street and it can be like deer around here. Oh, well, yeah, the Safeways are like uh, Acme stores out there, and it's it's a big supermarket chain, and w- half a mile, if that, from my house That's is wild. the store that this bear went into and helped himself to Tostitos or <laughs> yeah. Doritos or some kind of O's. And um, uh, my, I rent my place uh, in the summertime, and um, I, I, some of the renters sent me pictures of a bear on the deck. Wow. Uh, going through their... Look, this is me with Trini Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> That's priceless. <laughs> Grin and Greg made me a magnet that said, We taught Trini Lopez how to water ski. <laughs> That's um, great. But um, yes, the, the bear was going through the renter's cooler. Uh, and had drunk all their alcoholic beverages and oh, then proceeded man. to finish off all their Mountain Dews. <laughs> so they had a fully caffeinated, drunk bear going down, uh, heading towards the lake. Uh, they're they're amazing animals. Yeah. And, and, and because, you know, people move into the area, they either get access to things they, they normally wouldn't. But even you have to juxtapose the notion that they're incredibly powerful, efficient killers. Right. But they're also... They're beautiful and adorable in a bizarre way. It's you the ultimate want to cuddle with them. You clearly do, but though they would rip you in half. Exactly. Uh, so there it is. I, I love it. Thought I'd right. that. Uh, let's get the letter, right? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Z, as in zombie zoo. All right, and we have caller number eight. Uh, that will have the opportunity to tell us what the word, the kind of word of the week is. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now, and uh, let's set you up here in just a moment. So, I already mentioned, you've got the A to Z starting today. Correct. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, and everything you guys said about it is true. Uh, we'll start in the numbers. Um, so, I think the first um, song is the number two, two minutes to midnight. 
uh, from... Um, uh, I was literally playing that song on the drums yesterday. Were you really? Yeah, just for fun. I haven't played it since, man, since I was probably in high school, and, yeah. and it was fun messing around. It's, it's probably a good idea also to mention that this is with the, the thing, and, and you know people are very fastidious. They want to follow along and everything, which is great, and they, they want to highlight what they believe are omissions. This is a little bit more informal right. uh, A to Z, you know, uh, but there's a hell of a lot of songs. Well, as I like to say, we're not the Library of Congress. <laughs> you know, uh, we're a bunch of stoners who, you know, who, who just, for example, like, you know, any song like, uh, give me a song with The. Uh, um, um, the Way by Fastball. Very good. Okay. Uh, if that was uh, categorized in a real library, it would be Way, comma, The. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, Rolling the, the Rolling Stones would be Rolling Stones, comma, the. So we, we start it with however the song starts. So we have a whole category of thes, for yeah. example, a whole category of us, you know, those kinds of things. So okay. uh, it's, you know, and and it's it's not perfect. It's not every song ever written, nor every song MMR ever played, because if it was, we'd be here for about a half a year. Doing it, I mean, and there'd be sides of Beethoven that would be going in there because the, you know, yeah. the, the 60s and early 70s DJs went, you talk about left turns. I mean, everything was a left turn. So um, it's, you know, it's not. You're perfect. a super tight DJ compared to those guys. Yes, I'm top 40 compared to them on the top bop booba daka dapa dop. I was going to ask what a top 40 DJ sounds like. Top bop, I can't do it any. I couldn't. I don't know where it came from. It was a moment in time. It was a magic hey, moment. Hey, everybody, it's good to have you on the map. Do you have the drum solo one with it? Yeah, Case, can you pull that up? Yeah. Can I've been play? meaning to do this in the crossover for two weeks now. Preston does these drum videos, and he took that little sound bite, and he did a, uh, a little drum accompaniment to it, and it's it's really quite brilliant. Did we ever? Did, while you're looking that up, did we we ever play the the ranch dressing rant on? No, I don't. I don't it? think so. Oh, okay. That one was. That's, that one took some time. Oh my god, that one was a lot of fun. Really, have you posted that one yet, ranch uh, dressing? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's a YouTube channel. Lot. Everything's up on that. Okay, uh, and I also post on social media too. So, and and by the way. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Thank you, Steve. Just go to YouTube and type in Preston Elliott and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And you'll see all the birthday videos I've made for everybody. And, uh, your various, snuff films? My snuff films yeah. and, and my drum covers. And your drum covers, yeah. which are really the highlight. Uh, okay, here it is. This is it. Hey, everybody. Oh, I love that. <laughs> It was I fun to do. Love that. Play it one more time. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. I toot him, I toot, bop, bop, ba, doo, bop, 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 Thank you, sir. Ringo's got nothing on uh, you. Yeah, man. Great. All, all right. right. Let's go to the phone. Do you mind if I get a winner here? Not at all. Let's go to caller number eight. It's Bob. Hey, Bob. How are you guys today? Wonderful. Bob, Bob you're going to be doing better if you can tell me the word of the week. A to Z. Coo-coo-ka-choo, you, you, you. That is correct, Bob. And for you, my man, we have something for you to do tonight. We are going to set you up with a ticket for you and three friends to see Smith and Myers, presented by WMMR, and it's part of the live-in driving concert series at Citizens Bank Parking Lot. So congratulations, my man. Thank you. All right, hang on. We'll get your information. We'll set you up. Some tickets remain. You can see the full schedule, complete guidelines, and Marissa's five tips to attending the drive-in shows 
at WMMR.com. So congrats to you, Case. So, Preston, I just put something in front of you. We, we do have to announce this today because it's already live on the website. So, All right. Uh, yeah. And were we supposed to mention this earlier today? Yeah, well, you know. Don't worry a hair on your pretty little head. All right. This, this is actually the fourth time we're mentioning this Yeah, today. so just re- I want you to remind our listeners of yeah. what this we've already mentioned This is a save-the-date information uh, announcement for you. The Camp Out for Hunger 2020. Oh, yeah. Now, this is important because we are changing things up date-wise ever so slightly this year. Rather than the Monday following Thanksgiving, it's going to be the week prior. So this year, it will be starting on November 16th to the 20th. So that is before it starts on the 16th, ends on the 20th. So the President Steve Camp Out for Hunger will happen. Now, we are working on the mechanism on how this will take place and your ability to come by and donate. It is not going to be like it normally is with a tent full of people and live bands and us doing contests where we all are on top of each other and stuff like that. It's going to look different than that. We are working on it. Many things about it will be different, but many things about it will be the same. The most important is the ability to come by and drop off food and donate, okay? So your donations are needed to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our community more so than ever. So as of now, just set those dates aside, okay? November 16th to the 20th, it will be at Xfinity Live at the Wells Fargo Center uh, Complex. So that is going to remain in place. Is that the week of Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving is the next week? Yes, the, the, the week so before. before. We go okay, November go. 16th to the November 20th, which is Monday to Friday. The following week is Thanksgiving. Got okay, it. so I misstated when I said the week prior. Okay. It's actually two weeks before that. Got it. Uh, so it will be, we'll have a full week. The following week will be Thanksgiving week. And then the week after that would have been when we were normally doing uh, the um, Camp Out for Hunger. But I think one, even... one of the good things about it is maybe it'll be a smidge warmer at yeah. that mm-hmm. time, so that might be good. There could be other things going on, which is which is cool. And then, and ultimately, it, it's going to be as I'm so glad that we're moving ahead with it and doing it. And if ever there's been one oh, we've needed, it's yeah. this time. So all hands on deck, as they say. I think I'm excited because we're finally going to be able to do the kissing booth when we're there. It's great. Uh, yeah. It's honestly yeah. great. Yeah. Well. The the other thing is though it's it might even be more important to have it before Thanksgiving so mm-hmm. that uh, they'll have more food for, for the Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. so um, it's uh, really good. All right, so just a heads up on that, and I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, uh, Labor uh, uh-huh. Fred Beans. There hey! we go. It's there's so much uh, stuff written on here. I have a hard time finding who the sponsor is. Labor Day, a better way at Fred Beans, only, uh, well, online at fredbeans.com. And also, Rita's. Uh, Try the Reese's Peanut Butter Mudslide Treats at Rita's. Next week on the show. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Next week on the show, we will have uh, Glenn Howerton. Yes. Our good friend from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And uh, the A to Z will continue, and we'll work out some other things. Hey, have a safe work. We, we know we're taking a longer weekend, uh, so the week may continue for you tomorrow. But once you get to the holiday weekend, please have a safe one. Enjoy. The weather's going to be wonderful. That's it. We're done. Rage on, and we will see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You Line. The sheer mention. Of the baby shark song is gonna have that song stuck in my head all day. Next message. I would buy the out of some black finger bourbon. 
get that shit going. Next message. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Just worried about the money. I mean, the cats out there. That's all I was worried about. You money-hungry Where's your husband, Carol? The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.